Hey, I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Gillian. And this is the From First to Last podcast. Run it. Hey, welcome to the From First to Last podcast. It's a podcast where my friend Craig and I, we get together each week and we talk through a director's theatrical filmography from their first film all the way through to their last. And Craig, Zack Snyder has been this season's director. Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see that awesome um, comment from one of our listeners? Shout out to Jono. Who thanked us for our Batman, uh, our Man of Steel episode? Oh, cool. He said it's as exactly <laughs> what he needed. <laughs> but a bing. <laughs> but we have we've been we've been, <laughs> we've been looking at Zack Snyder this season, and I gotta say, Craig, I've had way more. I knew I'd have fun. But yeah. I'm having way more fun than I thought I would. I know, same. I'm having way more fun than I thought I would as well. You know, it's one of those um, seasons where you go. This could go either way for me, yeah. But it's actually been quite fun. It has, hasn't it? I've mm. really, I've really enjoyed this season. Now, Craig, last week we had a pretty special episode. Yes, we did. Our mate Andy Milos was on the podcast. Andy, you're a star. Yep. In nobody's eyes, well, everybody's eyes. In everybody's eyes <laughs> and ours. <laughs> now, it, for those who haven't listened, Andy was from the Newcastle Comedy Festival. Yep. He um, came in and talked Batman v Sur- Superman. Yeah. Uh, Dawn of Justice. Yes. We had great chats. That was an awesome chat. Um. Hardcore DC fan that I, man is. I have discovered Andy is more of a Snyder Cut enthusiast than I thought he was. Ooh. Than he probably came across on the episode. He has proceeded to spam me every day with more and more pieces of more information that is Snyder leaving. Cut. But hey, look, let's be honest. This is a season where we've ran into a lot of the. Didn't realize the. Hmm. The enthusiasm. Yeah, Luke, <laughs> um, of Snyder Cut people. Uh, again, <laughs> we're, we're probably going to get there later. I will get there But, later. Um, yeah, lots of people are drinking from the cup of the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slurping. Slurping. <laughs> so, Craig, it's time for that favourite part of the episode that everyone loves. We're going to go there early because there's lots to cover. Oh, there, there's going to be a no, huge so, amount to cover. It's time for this week's Snyder News. Snyder News. <laughs> Our theme song is getting better every week <laughs> Now, have you got any Snyder news for us this week, Craig? Anything that's jumped out in the press? No Okay, cool um, That's cool, that's cool I don't think there's much to report on in the in the world of Army of the Dead I'm pretty sure if I went looking there'd be some fervent fans posting every scrap that they're discovering yeah. uh, But really, in the, in the mainstream media, there's not a lot there I've got a couple of quotes from... Um one of the Snyder fan, uh, Snyder Cut um, enthusiasts, a guy named John Garza. Yeah. Um, on the 19th of May, oh, um, he wrote an article. Nice. He, I like your reference. He speaks for real anarchy, but it's, yeah, we'll keep it in context and we'll bring it up when we bring it up later. Sick. I too have some things that have come out this week. Mm. Um, they're probably good for our Snyder Cut chat as well later. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot uh, of people have, Snyder came out with his stuff and then a lot of people are just. 
rebutting it sink in for yeah. a little bit and then they've just gone okay i better write an article or a youtube video yep. on this one yeah and do you know what probably similar to us well we weren't brought in by the snyder chat but what's probably happened with a lot of people is the the snyder fest happened yep and they've thought oh man i should probably check this out again you yeah, know, exactly. suss out what it's all about. I haven't watched that movie in it's ages. It's reignited a little bit of flame yeah, out there. Yeah. You know, like, well, we rang Zach before this um, season. <laughs> and we, you know, we deliberately matched this up a little bit. Yeah, we did. We you we know. we we looked at our calendars together. Yep. He on FaceTime? At, exactly. We FaceTimed him and he was all good. He, he was all good. He was wearing a Rorschach mask at the time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so we're sure it was Zack Snyder. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Because there was a lot of fuck yous in it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of talking about, you know, um, crooked politicians. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, I was sure I'm it was him. Sure it it was could him. be his son. It was very simple. We know his son gets on the keyboard and pretends to be Zach every now and then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, we'll save Snyder News for a bit later on. But this week, Craig, it's actually the final film in Zack Snyder's journey. Wow. I know. I was thinking the other day. Craig and I, for the listeners at home, Craig and I often discuss, well, I think I instigate conversation about the uh, podcast more than Craig probably does <laughs> away from <laughs> the episode. Um, but oh, no, no, I think that's what we all talk about. I think yeah. that's the reason podcasts exist because we just talk the same shit and yeah. we figured, let's record it. Totally. <laughs> totally. So we've talked this week and what's been really apparent is the fact that, um, well, we at this point, we're only getting out of Back to the Future with Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is that amazing? <laughs> yes, man. it is amazing. Oh. In, in the overall scheme of things, in terms of filmography, um, Zemeckis was at Death Becomes Her. Yep. So wow. <laughs> I can't wait till we do our director's ranking. Oh, next week. That's going to be huge. <laughs> oh, I've just realised I don't have the official Cinefools board in the in the building that's all right i i pretty much know where this is gonna end okay cool, 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 cool. <laughs> right on um so this week we are talking justice league and i got a feeling you gotta go dun, dun. yeah <laughs> dun, or something dun, ominous dun, 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 dun. <laughs> followed by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Indeed. And then the camera pans to where that noise came from, and yep. it's Craig. Yeah, it is me. Squealing. But <laughs> listen, um, I'm just going to say from the get go, this is a really sad end to the season. Yeah, it is. It's very sad. It's um, um it's incredibly odd end to the season. Oh, isn't it? What? Um, I guess before we go on, I just really want to clarify for people out there. If this is the first time listening or if this season's your first season listening to us, um, Craig and I are in no way experts on this stuff. Oh, God, no. Okay. We, no. We, we've not been to film school. No. Um, I've done some form of online course. That's oh, the closest yes, I've come. Too. You did um, too. But I went to a Jaffa in the movie theatre. Oh, you animal. Oh, so, you animal. if anything, I'm a movie rebel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what this podcast is all about is for us. It's not about two guys pretending to talk about things they know about. No. Um, this isn't us doing our film school thesis online for the world to hear. Oh, God, no. What this actually is, we're, we're two guys who just love movies. 
And what we've done is we've decided to talk about directors so we can watch movies that we love. Yeah. But hopefully fall more in love with movies we've not seen. And it's also bringing to... And remember, our, 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 I guess one of our main things that we wanted to achieve in this podcast was just, I guess, bringing the directors forth. Yes. Um, you know, so you could actually, instead of their movie. Yeah. Because let's be honest, um, as a movie lover all my life, you know, I just watch the movies. I enjoy the movies. I get installed up in the story. Yeah. And yeah, look, I, obviously I know the director and I love the director, but I never sit and cut through the film. You know what yeah. I mean? I never sit and go, oh, look at that. That's, you know, signature. Scorsese or anything of the like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with these these films is we wanted to really see them almost as each director as a character. Yes. And and if each one of their films as the arc of their yeah. career. You know what I mean? Totally. And you could actually see that with um, Zemeckis' film. Yes. And you can see that with parts of old um, Snyder's film yeah. as well. Which, I, once again, makes this one so odd. Yeah. And <laughs> and I guess in it, when we say that this is a really sad end, is because what I've found, and I'm not going to speak for Craig, but what I've found you is... Can speak for me. Okay, I'll speak for Craig. What we've found is, is that as we've gone along in our journey, Zemeckis, we knew we were in love with Zemeckis early on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when he got to the end of his sort of uh, theatrical releases we found he became more cynical yeah. as he got older. And, and, and there were harder moments to yeah. watch. You know what I mean? Like there was the, and there was actually a little bit more, I would call it tedious because I don't think it's tedious, but it was just a little bit harder yeah, to watch his films. Definitely. There was, a, there was a darkness to them that wasn't Burton-esque in darkness, yeah. not gothic darkness, but more emotionally dark. But he was hardened and... And there was also a little bit of waffle as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know whether it's an old man waffle. <laughs> you know Sitting what I mean? on the porch. Like where, you, where this old man's telling you an awesome story. Yeah. But you're just like, man, I want to hear how it ends. Yes. Not why the neighbor did that. I just want to see what, <laughs> tell me what's in the neighbor's basement. I don't want to so care. So true. By the time he painted the front wall. Yes. You know, I look, I know it's probably relevant somewhat to the end of the story, but come on, stop waffling. <laughs> so I just wanted to really Which clarify. Snyder never does. Snyder does not waffle. To the point of painful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the basement? Here it is! <laughs> I'll Boom! Push, I'll push you down the stairs. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> it's dark. It's scary. But Damn it's straight. Beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> shot. <laughs> so, um, so I just wanted to really put that out there so people knew that when we get to this point in the season, like, actually, in honesty, Craig, I feel grief for this film. Same. It's, Same. it's odd, but I watched it the other night and it was probably, I haven't seen it, Oh, I think I I got it when it was released, like yeah, the first time after being in cinemas. I got it, watched it, and I've not seen it since then. So this was a total different perspective. Yeah. Then when I went and watched it, strangely, I think I we're sort of jumping ahead now, but anyways, um, strangely, I'd not gone from Batman vs Superman to Justice League. Yeah. So it's almost like there was enough time to pass for me to accept Justice League as a film on its own. Yeah, no, that was the exact same with me. I'd always, um, I never saw it as the part of a, a story arc. A story arc. Yeah. Um, until watching them again. Yeah, yeah. The, this season has been really big for that. So for me, 
in a way, I'll get it out of the way really early. This was a note I was going to put later. But I actually found after watching Justice League, I can relate to the Snyder Cut enthusiasts. Yeah, same. As to why so fervently that they would hope for one. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's one thing that's opened my eyes somewhat. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm still very hesitant in the amount of oh. energy people put into it. I'm, I'm really... Once again, it. we're talking about it. But I understand the Snyder Cut yeah. a lot more having watched watch these bits bang 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 yeah you know consecutively yeah. after the other to actually see the story links yeah and then to see it ripped away and to look at it as a snyder arc as well yeah exactly because this is what we do yeah, yeah we, we because do directors arc. i guess when you compare this to a marvel run yeah marvel didn't have a director back to back making films you know like film yeah. after film after film mm. You didn't have, like, if this was Marvel, they would have made Man of Steel. Yep. And then someone else probably would have come along and made Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And then they would have handed the reins of the Justice League film. Yeah, exactly. To one of their godfathers. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, exactly. They sort of did it with the Russos, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, for it to be Snyder, each of the three films here... I think the the journey has just been crazy in that. Yeah. You know? So I just want to, yeah, I really wanted to get that out early because really I'm quite sad for Snyder as a person. I think if you could work, if this was a normal job and I'm like working at McDonald's yeah, and I was making the best Big Macs that, Anyone had had in a long time, you know, Man of Steel's probably well, like. I would say the niche Big Mac. Yeah, like let's just say you had a steady line of you had loyal customers. Yeah, for your Big we're Macs. we're a burger joint. We're yeah. not McDonald's. We're a burger joint. It's got a good name for itself. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's got a big social media following. Try yep. the Jeff Mac people. Yeah, the Jeffy Mac. The Jeffy Mac. Um, and you know, then I go to make it. People are like, wow, this is almost like a Big Mac. But it's not, yeah. you know, like it could be commercial, but it's not. Then the next film, the uh, next burger comes in, it's yeah. not as good. Yeah. And then the next burger is not anything that reminded me of yeah. the original burgers I loved. And I think as if I was that same person working, developing those and releasing them, it would have really took the, the wind out of my sails. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, you've made the burger... Yeah, and then pretty pretty much using the whole the whole burger now, obviously. I haven't and had then dinner as so we I'm go hungry. into the next one. Oh, sorry, I'm starving too. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking hungry now. We're talking about burgers. My bad. But um, getting the and then suddenly you bring all the best ingredients on, and you're watching uh, and you make the burger, but then you watch someone just stuff it up, yeah. cut it up. Yeah, doesn't eat this, mate. Doesn't eat this. Yeah, doesn't eat this, and you go, well, what's left of my burger? So That's not my burger, Craig. <laughs> Can we, sorry, shall dude. we get into the history <laughs> of Justice League? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, again, I'm going to put a disclaimer out. There is so much information out there about Justice League. And as we're, as we're discovering, um, you know. There's more coming out of it as well. Oh, there's so much more. And there's so many previses and, and previses work and in progress but shots there's also and concept a lot arts. of shit yeah let's be straight to the point there's a lot of shit coming out there's a lot of people who have been fired there's a lot of people who have been hired yeah there are a lot of people who have got money on their mind there are a lot of people who don't have any 
It's hard to find the cleanest. Um, I don't think anyone's the cleanest uh, in this battle. I in think this mud fight. Yeah, and so. You need to take everything with a sort of a grain, grain of salt. salt yeah, totally. Yeah. And we'll get to some reasons why we say there's a bit of, I guess you could call it muck raking in, in yeah, all it of is, this. There it's is a muck. bit there mucky. Is, yeah, it is mucky, man. It's mucky. So there was um, on paper yep. the year of release of film. Yep. Batman vs. Superman was released in 2016. And Justice release, release Justice League is released in 2017. Oh, wow. So that close? There was about 20 months between films. So it's almost two oh, years. Okay, it's almost two years. Um, cool. But these are massive films. Huge. You know, and the concept on paper is a huge film to put together. Justice League, to, to really bring an ensemble cast like that together is monstrous. To bring... One could say the biggest comic book movie in history. What should have been. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's what it should have been on paper. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is what it should yeah. have been on paper. It should have been the biggest comic book movie in history. Yes. Well, let's look. Let's, let's, no, let's just, it should have been the biggest comic book movie in history. Well, it should have been one of the biggest films in history. Yeah, exactly. It's because it brought... it. You already know, the apart from Cyborg, yep. you'd probably already know the character's... Before you even know them. Yeah. And just to put that in perspective, uh, we'll get to the films released a bit later on, but this was beaten by Jumanji. Which one? In the box office. Oh, the... um, The Kevin Hart and The Rock. Man, I've, never, I've only watched the end, uh, but <laughs> it seemed damn funny. It's listen. I don't say that. I love Kevin. I watched all their interviews though. Oh, they are Kevin so Hart good together. You know my love of central intelligence. Man, seriously, all their interviews—they're hilarious. Yeah, both of them. they they listen, the shit. Out of can them. I can I say I really enjoy Jumanji, but where I'm going with this is this is Justice League. Yeah, this is Batman, Superman, Flash, Aquaman, this, Wonder Woman all together. This is a film that if you see it on the scheduling list for the next year, you should be scared. Yeah. yeah. You should have been scared. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like seeing Avengers Endgame. Why would you want to release Clear something? the schedule. Yeah, we're not going up again. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Yeah. We're not even doing it in the two, three weeks afterwards. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it only just got beaten now. And it's it been was <laughs> a whopper of a year for comic book films. Oh. So 2017, like by all rights, Justice League should have blown those out of the water. Yeah, but we'll get there later. Um, so Justice League uh, in itself has has been in so many forms um, of media. Yeah. So, you know, it appeared they appeared in the comics for the first time in 1960s. Giddy up. Um, they were called the Justice League of America. JLA. And then from there they were in TV shows uh, and a heap of video games as well. Like even oh, man, being in heaps. like Mortal Kombat games, all sorts of Justice things. Justice League is, yeah, because they had the, and they had a huge fighting game called Injustice. Yeah. Because um, Justice League is always, it is, look, it's, it's pre-Avengers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what the whole sad part of this is. You know, you've got a whole generation of people who are just going to go, well, no, Avengers is the superhero team. Yeah. <laughs> when really the originals, you know, and that hurts me to say because, you know me, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yes, and, you are, but, Craig. you know, I love Superman, Batman. These are icons. They aren't comic book heroes. They're icons. Yeah. Um, and same with Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. And so Justice League, it's, yeah, it's the original superhero team. It is, isn't it? It and, is. And it so is. it should have been great. 
I should have paid um, And this is the sadness. So There's so many times we're going to say should have and could have yeah, and would have. I know. This, I know. In this podcast. I know. Um, so in film, there have been a few attempts to make um, Justice League on the big screen. Ooh, this is interesting. Okay. So there's actually been a few TV films, director TV. Oh, really? One of them um, was actually a pilot sort of in the 90s. Awesome. I love this TV 90s series. Yeah. Um, so that, that 90s Captain America. That so was awesome. that was probably the closest it came. Um, but before Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah, there was an iteration called Justice League Mortal. I've, I, I've heard that before. Yes, you have, Craig. Someone who we love. Spit her out, bro. Um, so Warner Brothers were looking to develop something with their DC properties. Mm-hmm. Um Especially after the lack of success of Superman Returns. Yes. So this isn't the first time we've heard that Warner Brothers, after Superman Returns, subsequent sort of failure. Yeah. Um, or lack of success, we should say, because it wasn't a failure. Um, they really tried to... It was like they just threw a whole heap of stuff up in the air to see what landed. And that's what Warner Brothers have been doing. And so, um, so around the same time, I don't know if you remember this because we were doing our Cinefuls things. We yeah. even got an interview relating to this film, which was Joss Whedon was working on a Wonder Woman film. Yeah, or was and it a film or a TV show? Film. Yep. Had a really had a TV show. It was a really cool poster released for oh, yes. it as well. Yes, and she had the and it wasn't the skimpy outfit. It no. Was that, it was yeah, that utility yeah. outfit, which was really smart. I yep. like that. I love that outfit. It was really cool. So that film had sort of fallen through. And around the same time, Warner Brothers were developing a, a film about The Flash with David S. Goyer. Ah. And that fell through as well. So and around they also, at this time as well, there was Supermax. Yes! Do you remember the Supermax? Green Arrow Green film. Green Arrow film. Supermax. Where he gets put into um, a supervillain prison. Supermax prison. Yeah, with all other supervillains. Yeah, yeah. I just remember that. That is insane. What a time. Remember that? That was man. That would have been. Oh, that would have been so brave. Yes, it would. Oh, have. I'm pumped on that. Oh, I'm gonna do so research. See where that went. They start throwing together things to try and make it all happen, and they hire some writers um, and a writing team of husband and wife. Their name is Michelle and Kieran Mulroney. Um, hmm. Now. They hadn't really done anything at that point in their career. Cool. But they were hired to write Justice League Mortal. Yep. Since, they've gone on to do... Um, they actually wrote and directed Paper Man with Ryan Reynolds, where he's sort of like Superman. Oh, I think I, I remember a bit about it. I've never seen it. And they wrote Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Oh, really? Yeah. And the story for the last Power Rangers movie. Just the story. They didn't write the script. Oh, um, I actually watched the last uh, that Power was Rangers it movie the other day. Oh, it was all right. Kind of it's just it. a bit of silly fun. Kind of loved it. Really? Yeah, man. She, um, whatever her name was, Elizabeth Banks playing um, Rita Polo. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, she plays it awesomely. Does she? Yeah, she plays the Elizabeth so good. Banks is good, isn't She's she? She's damn good. I'm pretty keen on seeing Brightburn. So am I, man. So am I. I saw a trailer the other... We went and saw John Wick 3 the other night. I saw the end of it. John Wick? Brightburn. How did you watch the end of it? Um, It popped up on my YouTube feed. Craig, it's not even out. I watched it. 
You disgust me. <laughs> but John Wick 3, yeah, man, that's no, going to be no, awesome. You know, I'm not talking to you about John, John Wick 3. You this is going to be a very silent podcast. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, are you there, bro? Oh, no, <laughs> Jeff. No, I'm not doing this, Craig. I'm not doing this. Do you want me to tell you? I've had it I've had no. it with you, you cool-looking idiot. <laughs> um, so, um, they bring on the Mulroneys to, do, uh, to write a Justice League script. Mm-hmm. And they really push them to get it done quickly. Because the writer strike was pending, ah. so they're so it's 2007. They're starting. They know the writer strikes on the cards. Yeah. So they're like, we got to get this script finished so production can start and we not be held to the writer strike. Yeah. You know, great things come when you rush things, Craig. Oh, we yeah, all it always that. does. It always does, especially in cinema. Um. So, um, they hire George Miller to direct Justice League: yeah. Mortal. Yeah, it's wild to think this could have happened. And there's so much concept art and stuff out there. Man, they even met up for dinner. Yeah, I actually have a photo of the dinner. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. It's really cool. So the cast was there, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, so the film itself is pretty darn wild, the the storyline of it. Oh, so, um, yeah. So pretty much it was going to feature... You know, Superman was there, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, uh, Aquaman was yep. going to be in there. Martian Manhunter was going to yeah, be in the John film. Jones. Um, did I say Green Lantern? I can't remember. It's a big list. Yeah, it's a big list. Um, it was a pretty much a full the Flash. Out. Yeah, um, Justice League. And so the idea was that the the Justice League itself, the superheroes, were already operating, doing their own things. So oh, not cool. really like your typical way these films are approached, which you get a bit of an origin story of yeah. each of them. Um, and basically, um, they'd get introduced to the team after Martian Manhunter was sort of attacked. Yeah. But like a mysterious sort of, who did it? Don't Ooh. know. But it's this, and this is just how bonkers it is. He's, uh, he finds a seahorse in a jar. And opens the jar, which then sort of sprays all over his face. Yeah. Um, and, and he's he, Martian Manhunter. He's Martian Manhunter. Yep. And uh, he gets sort of contaminated by this stuff that makes him burst into flames when he's in oxygen. Oh, God. So Martian Manhunter's sort of got to be um, Flash Air. <laughs> So crazy. Flash and Wonder Woman take him back to Wonder Woman's house and submerge him in a bathtub to stop him from bursting into flames. Oh my god. Um so and this is this is being played by Toe Cutter. Yes. Yes. Yes, Toe Cutter. I remember that. I have his name. It's Hugh Keysburn. Um, it's Keysburn. So <laughs> pretty much each member of the Justice League are systematically attacked by some sort of thing mm. that relates to nanotechnology. So the whole film is about nanotechnology, essentially. Things like, um, and there's heaps that that goes on, but essentially uh, I think Batman is hacked um, and the Flash is hit in his spine by a nanobite that takes over his body and causes him to vibrate so violently that he sort of passes through to the core of the earth. (laughs) It's like, it's so wild, yeah? Right. So... Series of events happen. They all get free of the nanotechnology to discover that um, Maxwell Lord is the villain. Now, that was going to be played by Jay Baruchel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Jay. Um, And basically what he does is he releases these nanotechnology that turns 
creates like a robot army. Yeah. And each robot is an imprisoned sort of innocent person who's had oh. these nanobites sort of take over them. Um, and so the film gets even more wild, right? Which is it ends with the Flash running so fast that he sort of combines with Speed Force. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and basically then is operating like to create like a vortex slash black hole that just sucks all the nanotechnology away. Wow. But he sacrifices himself in doing it. Ah. So, um, interestingly enough, that film opened with a funeral and closed with a funeral, just like Batman vs Superman. Cool. Um, so um, that was pretty much like in a really brief nutshell what the film was sort oh of going to be about. That's a brief nutshell. Okay. Um, so filming sounds like the World War Z original script. <laughs> it's pretty it's crazy, shit, isn't yeah. it? Um, but from all accounts, I've not read the script, but people I've talked to, including Andy, our guest last week, has said it's actually a really fun script to read and would have been a great film. So cool. even though it sounds wild, it's one of those things that I guess sort of in a way like if you read on paper the first Transformers movie, which is someone hits the all-spark on the ground, then uh, Xboxes and drinks machines would start turning into robots that attack oh, yeah. people. You think, that's crazy. But you watch the first episode, uh, the first Transformers and you're actually like, oh, this is cool. There's magical stones that control time, yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. And a big purple dude is yeah. going to put it on a... Yeah. yeah. So done well. It's not silly. And oh. I, I have faith that George Miller would have done it well and it wouldn't have been oh, silly. Yeah. Um, so filming was actually set to take place at Fox Studios in Sydney. That would have been awesome. And um, casting began. Unfortunately, like the writer's strike ended up taking place and they had to shut down production. Yeah, so they were delayed by that. In the meantime, they started casting and the cast was released for the film. Yeah. Okay, so let's have a little chat about uh, the cast. So as Superman is a gentleman named DJ Katrona. Yeah. Now, he's in uh, probably what most people would know him from is the From Dust Till Dawn TV series. Oh, that's right, yes. Uh, he was also in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah, that's right. He wasn't he wasn't here for long. Though, no, he? no, not long. Um, really hasn't done a lot of films. Yeah. This probably would have been his big this break. This would have been breakout. Uh, so he's probably still sitting at home just like, George. Georgie, come back. Georgie, come back. Um, also, was as Batman, was Army Hammer. Good. Which, again, he's still been thrown around, but he's not now because we not. got Mr. Thank Pattinson. You, Mr. Pattinson. Oh, I love that casting. I think I right? love that casting, man. Heaps yes. of people out there going, yeah, yes. look, at him. look at him, he's going to be sparkly. Nah. I'm yeah, on board. they all said that about the Joker, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of Brokeback Mountain jokes and gags out there when he go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Damn right. Yeah, who would have thought after Brokeback Mountain he'd be the best Joker we'd had? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do love Jack Nicholson, though. Oh, Jack Nicholson was awesome. Wonder Woman was going to be played by Megan Gale, and when you see her in Fury Road, you could tell yeah. she would have been oh, great. Oh, yeah, and it? you saw her at this time, man. She was She was uh, the biggest, like, supermodel on the planet at the yeah, time. Yeah, she was, man. She was everywhere. So I and think dating a two-bit radio DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, what the hell? Yeah, I know. What the hell are you huh? doing, Andy? Huh? Andy Lee? 
Um, <laughs> also in the film, Teresa Palmer was going to play Talia Al Ghul. Ooh, I love Teresa Palmer. And there, there was um, part of the script was going to be that she was sort of in a relationship with Batman. Oh, cool. Um, She's. Um, I want to watch her new series called Discovery of Witches. Oh. Don't know a thing about it, Craig. No, well, she plays a witch. Oh, really? Um, and interesting. It's this whole world where there's witches, there's they demons, get discovered, and there's vampires. Oh, and the head vampire throwing it back to Snyder. It's Matthew Good. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I like Matthew he's Good. Not the head vampire, but he's the one that falls in love with her. Oh, Matthew Good. I know. It just sounds interesting. I like that type of shit. Um, this casting I absolutely loved was Common was hired to play Green Lantern. I know, man. I think he would have been phenomenal. He would have been so damn good. And Adam Brody was uh, as the Flash. Yep. Would have possibly yeah. been okay. He's the one I'm sort of a bit iffy on. He returned for Shazam. Did he? I've not seen Shazam. Did you spoil something? No, I didn't spoil anything. I'm just trying to think whether that's him. I think it is. No, Zachary Levi. I know. I did spoil something. (gasps) I did. You jerk. Oh, sorry. Son of a It's not like the end of Brightburn. Oh, son of a bib. All right. And Hugh Keysburn, the toe cutter. As Martian Manhunter, which toe would you? Cutter. Would you? You gotta say probably toe cutter. <laughs> and he's uh, Immortan Joe in the uh, Fury Road. Yeah, um, that scene where he gets the thing ripped off his face. Good. good. That whole Every scene. Time. Yeah, it's so a- good. Um, so following the strike, oh, there's a dog next door. Oh, nice. cool. Welcome to our new Cinephil Studio. We'll have to sort that out. Uh, following the strike. Uh, George Miller wanted to begin filming really quickly, uh, but again, production was delayed. Mm. And the reason that it was delayed was the Australian Film Commission denied tax breaks to the production. So the, at the time, the Australian government... Rudd government? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I remember when Rudd so did it. They, they in that, bro. brought together a... Yeah, Kevin 07. Mm. Um, so they put together a board which dictated... Um, that pretty much if productions were to take place in Australia, yep. they would be offered a 40% tax break. Yeah. Uh, which is massive. And we got but Star Wars and all through that time. Yeah. We, we, we got, got heaps, heaps of productions, films. man. But they wanted a certain percentage of Australian actors in the films. Ah. Where George Miller was saying this was still an Australian controlled production. Yeah. But they were saying it wasn't an Australian production because oh, really? there wasn't enough Australian actors in it. Yeah. So then, I wonder if it still is now. Yeah, well, supposedly, supposedly, didn't have many. Um, they, George Miller's been very vocal about this. Is that the board that they put together were of people who had no idea how film works? Mm, makes sense. And so that's not like our um, Yeah, that's exactly right. And th- hasn't really played a major part like that ever again. Yeah, so, okay. so, so essentially. A, a whole board of people out there making $150,000 a year who are not doing anything right now. Yeah, most cool. probably. Like the Ravens um, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> Being controversial. You are. You're too <laughs> controversial for me, Craig. Um, Firestarter. So, Punking instigator. They um, had to move production out of Australia. They moved it to Vancouver. Makes sense. And not long after... Uh, George Miller pulled out from directing days before they started filming. Wow. Why? To the point there were sets made, everything. A <sighs> uh, bit of a falling out with Warner Brothers is the rumour. One of those oh. things, lots of different 
Oh, people okay, say yep. it's this, people say it's that, people say it's that. As we've heard before with other films, George Miller isn't one to, um, you know, his contact work, he delayed and delayed and delayed and yep. in the end bailed on the cool. film So or asked, was asked to leave. So that pretty much was the end and it's really Justice League Mortal has become that sort of what could have been. Yeah. Um it's almost gone down as an urban legend of what could have been and how close it was to being something. Oh, I know, exactly. And let's be honest, Craig, who knows where... Um, another rumour was that at the time The Dark Knight was being released and quite popular. Mm. And so they were really worried there was going to be blowback as to too many... Why is that guy Batman? When the other guy's Batman? Yeah, You know, that true. sort of stuff. Yeah. So they were really trying to avoid that sort of thing But I well. don't think... That would have been huge confusion. No. They underestimate how intelligent the That's exactly is. right. So, sadly, Justice League Mortal did not happen. And, um, you know, I hope one day, Craig, we get to do a George Miller season so we can really talk yeah, a bit more into that, about it. I think he just, yeah. Well, he's an interesting character, man. He sure is. Man, we'd have, like, so many episodes on what ifs. I think <laughs> George Miller popped up quite a lot in the Zemeckis oh, season. Oh, man, yeah. He's all he's, oh, luck. <laughs> I love that Every time you bring it I just love it The Apocalypto reference Oh man so I love good. Apocalypto So damn much So um, Moving on to Zack Snyder So we're going to fast forward a bit um, So Most people wouldn't understand that reference Because you're fast forwarding And you're clicking the scene Yep In the old days You would fast forward And then go That's exactly right Sometimes <laughs> it got it too quick And you had yeah, to take like, it out And use a pencil To rewind yeah, it back Yeah that's here. right Damn right Um so, Snyder's then gone on to make Man of Steel. Yep. Uh, I believe, from memory, oh, man, I've got to do the math. 2013 was when Man of Steel's released. Give you a book. And in 2014, Warner Brothers announced that he would direct Justice League. Oh. So, the year after Man of Steel's released, yeah. and he's in the production on Batman vs Superman at the moment, they're already saying that he's going to do Justice League. Yeah. So, there's a lot of faith placed in Snyder. Well, he had an arc. Point. He came in there yeah. with an arc. Yeah. And... When they announced it in 2014, they actually announced that Justice League was to be two parts. Part one was going to be released in 2017, and part two was going to be released this year in 2019. I remember that. Yeah. And so, you know, already I think we're getting an idea of Zack Snyder had a vision. Yeah. And a direction. Yep. And I think that... um, He's had to make sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice. Oh, yes. And so um, Chris Terrio was brought on to write the film. Uh, He was brought in to help with Batman vs Superman. So they've asked him to go on. And the intention was that um, essentially the Justice League films would be two separate entities. Yeah. So not like uh, Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions, which is one film split in two. Oh, okay. So okay. they're going to be two separate so stories. That's exactly right. Related, yeah. related through probably uh, probably the whole Dark Seed thing was going to be, or Dark Side, however you say it, was going to be the overarching thing, Steppenwolf yep. to, you know, the Makes big sense. kahuna. Big kahuna. Um, and so, um, so, yeah, so filming... Began in April 2016. And in May, the month after it started filming, it was announced that Jeff Johns would come on as um, the executive of DC Extended Universe for yeah. Warner Brothers. They tried to make him the Feige. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. So that's a month into production, and it actually plays a massive part, 
I feel, mm-hmm. in all of this. Well, which is amazing because obviously Jeff Johns and Feige used to work together. Yes. Yeah, so they were assistants for... I forgot his name. Oh, well, Poop. Poop? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So um, in June 2016, um, Jeff Johns tweeted to someone had asked him what the name of Justice League, the first Justice League film would be called. Yeah. And he responded and said, Justice League. Cool. And people were sort of like, well, I thought there was a part one. And I thought there was a part two. Yeah. What's going on there? And it started this little wave of, oh, maybe something's not okay with the film. Uh, Maybe something's going a bit on. Maybe we've just missed something along the way. And so... Avi Arad. Avi Arad. Wow. Mm. Producer of uh, Spider-Man and all those sort of things. He kick-started Marvel. Yeah. um, Was he involved with Blade? Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, he, he man. got all, he got a lot of that off the ground. Yeah, he did. And his assistant at the time was Kevin Feige. Wow, and Jeff Jones oh. was part of it too. I did but not then know also there people, was a lot of then there was a big split up between Avi Arad and Kevin Feige. Um, the yep. rumor was that a lot of people were realizing that it wasn't Avi's ideas that were coming through and making these good films, but Kevin's. Kevin. And so yeah, but um, Avi Arad brought in um, he brought he brought in game. Uh, Toy merchandising. He really yeah. did. He, he's very important in the Marvel Universe. I'll say it right now. Blade is one of the most underrated and important comic book movies ever made. Damn right. Damn right. It's just, it's such a fun film to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, Wesley Snipes is amazing as And Blade. he didn't need to know it was a comic book. No, not at yeah, all. No. It's the first time that someone actually went, we're not going to talk about this being a comic film. Yeah. We're just going to make a fun film. Yeah. It's just and it was. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Love it was so good. Um, yeah, so John's also um, tweeted in that that the, he expected the film to be hopeful and optimistic. Yes. Okay. So, again, if you look at Snyder's work so far, mm. I would not say that Man of Steel, there was hope in it. Yeah. But they're not hopeful and optimistic films. No, they're not triumphant. Correct. And yep. we've said that the last two episodes. Mm. We wanted those moments of triumph. And I guess in a way, if you were from the outside looking in how do we fix this, yeah. especially in a world where Marvel is starting to... Or oh, has already yeah, at this yeah. time, yeah. Because Civil War was released in 2016, yep. which really brought together... I, I think Civil War is the linchpin in Marvel. Oh, it's, Civil, it's, War, Civil War made people really take it a lot more seriously. Yeah. Um, yep. But it also showed you that you can have a superhero with a strong moral compass yes. and it doesn't feel dated. Yes. Um, and that's that's where, you know what I mean? And that's where everyone's going, yeah. oh, okay, so it doesn't have to be dark and gritty. Yes. Well, it can be, but the character can still be optimistic. Yes. You know what I mean? He can yes. still have a lot of hope to him. You can just put him in dark and gritty situations. And you could ask... He doesn't have to be dark and gritty. You could ask why Superman isn't like Captain America. Yeah. You know, like I could see that logical step to be like, Superman should be more than Captain America. Yeah. He's called the Boy Scout. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? That, that's what Batman calls him, the Boy Scout. And that's what Iron Man calls Captain America. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but it's America's ass. After this um, tweet from Jeff Johns, Slash Film, the uh, publication. Yay, Slash Film. Yeah, we love yous. Reached out uh, to Zeb- Deborah Snyder. And she actually said in response to them, 
that they never had planned for two films for Justice League. Yeah, see, this is... So now we're starting to get conflicting information. Yeah. See, and that's one of the things. Even Snyder in that um, Snyder Fest was... Yeah. Um, whatever. Was it called Snyder Fest? I no, I'm just making that up. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's call it the Church of Snyder. Yeah. Um, and pretty much um, when he was preaching to his um, team group, yeah. he basically was saying that... Um, he was basically saying that they had a script already finished by Batman vs Superman. Yeah, by the end of Batman vs Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just yeah, it's all these conflicting, all yeah. these conflicting well, stuff, man. That same day, after hearing from Deborah Snyder, they must have reached out to both Deborah and Zach separately. Yeah, uh, Zach replied to them and told Slash Film that they still had a release date for part two. Yeah, and um, he actually the quote was that. I think we still have a release date for oh, part wow. two. And once again, this shows Zack Snyder's balls. Yeah. Because whenever um, my wife has said something, I always say, what did she say? And that, and I go, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> once again, it shows the balls of Zack Snyder to go, I think, oh, I think Debbie's wrong. <laughs> I might have actually, um, I think we actually have two. We actually have two. So yeah, nah. Once again, shows the man has balls. <laughs> And he does have balls. He has big, <laughs> big, big balls, big cajones, <laughs> and snow-like. I actually think it's, <laughs> it's so gross. I listened to that episode again the other day, Craig, oh. and you talking about him creating his own snow. I mean, seriously, let's let's let's. Uh, I don't care how far and high how highbrow we take our humor. Semen is still hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was and talking. The spray of semen is even funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> Craig <laughs> I was talking today to someone And we were just thinking about You know Like I work for a Christian organisation <laughs> um, And Obviously I don't <laughs> <laughs> But we were talking about The idea of like God as a creator mm. How Some things Are just very comical Yeah And so I was talking as if You know I was God Saying Oh, I don't know what's going on with these humans I'm trying to make. They just keep exploding all the time. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, maybe if I release the gas valve just a little bit. And then the first time that it happened, he heard a little like... <laughs> and he's like, it works. And it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, little tangent there. Uh, <laughs> so I actually think that that is the first time that we see Snyder... Um, it's like a moment of weakness from Snyder. Yeah. And they're rare. Yeah, exactly. Because I think talking, we've talked again, you, you've you talked about how you think there's a bit of untruth that comes out every now and then from Snyder. I just, yeah, I just don't trust any camp. I think... Completely. The, the I way trust Snyder more yeah. um, than, than, he, than obviously um, a dude in a suit. hundred percent. cash. But it's just, I think, you've got to like, take Hollywood at us. Hollywood is... Unless it's a biography written as they've retired and yep. given up on their career, yeah, you're never going to get a full truth. And even then, if they're the only remaining person alive, then it's all you know. History is written by it's the. It's like the Neil man. Armstrong biopic, yeah. you know. Like yeah. it's like it's based on the book, which I actually purchased the other day. I haven't read it yet, but there's all this stuff that it's like. Did he have you seen First Man? No. There's a scene where he's on the moon. And I had no idea until I saw the film that Neil Armstrong had lost a child. Um, mm. 
I believe it's to leukemia or cancer. And so it's really sad and really touching. And so there's a moment where he's on the moon and he's just reflecting on the fact that he actually got there. And um, he's such a quiet man that he never actually processes his feelings about his daughter dying. Mm. And so there's a moment on the moon where he's holding a bracelet that she'd made him and he's he throws it as his gift to the moon to finally let go of his daughter. Yeah. And the big question is, is, is that true or is that not? And the biographer can only say, I think it is. <laughs> I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, I think it is. It's what I got from... You know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's what you could assume. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that's what it is. I think in this moment, this is like Snyder saying, "I think that there's a part two, a release date for a part two. Yeah, it's like I don't even know what's happening anymore. Yeah, exactly. I that's when you. So. That's getting a bit scary, you know. Yeah, when the director. That's exactly the right. Director. You know, that's like if your manager came and go, mm, I don't know. Is Jeff like, going to be in tomorrow? Yeah, I don't know. I think he might. Hey guys, oh, is, is there work for me tomorrow? Oh. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You'd be like, be terrified? oh gosh. <laughs> so a few months into making this film, this is all going on. And I really feel that this is, Jeff Johns has come in with a distinct vision. Yeah. And it's now at loggerheads with Snyder's vision. I think Jeff Johns is a reactionary yes. step. Yes. Um, which didn't need to happen, obviously, no. based upon the um, dramas of PBS. Yeah. Around the same time too, Craig, it's reported that um, that Terrio, the writer Chris Terrio, had started clashing with um, with Jeff Johns yeah. about rewrites to the scripts. I actually heard a bit about this, yeah. So, um, like, fill me in on if you've got more information. No, no, I just it. remember there was a, supposedly there were, like, little um, run-ins on set. Yeah. Because he was, um, Johns was redoing lines on set as yeah. well. Chopping and changing yeah. things. And so um, so then reports started coming out that Warner Brothers were unhappy with Snyder's film. And um, especially around this time, the reactions for Batman versus Superman were coming out. Ah. So they're starting to react to the negative um, press that Batman versus Superman was getting. And I think that they were really sort of trying to scramble and pull things together. Yeah, in that's a yucky probably, way. They're too scrambly. Um, so then, it's also reported that as a result of this feedback and the reactions, that Warner Brothers and this is crazy held a footage summit. A footage summit, right? So literally, they showed the footage that they had of Justice League. Yeah, to a whole heap of writers to see how they could fix it. Oh wow! And one of the writers in the room, Joss Whedon. Ah. So, right, so they're basically going having a pitch party, see who can find a way to fix this film in well, the direction that they want. Wow, that's shit, isn't Horrible, it? Horrible, isn't it? Now so, obviously, is you'd have to be thinking that Snyder's on his way out here. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a, yeah. um, unfortunately, you know, I don't want to use this. He's, he's not, you know, it's not a um, family tragedy at this time. This is happening before. This is Jobs on the line. Yeah. So if we fast forward a little bit now, in May 2017, Zack Snyder's reported to step down as directing. Yeah. Um, they're in the midst of pre uh, post-production. Yeah. And unfortunately, he steps down because his daughter uh, took her own life. That's horrible. So it's a horrible tragedy goes on. Um, not long after, uh, Joss Whedon was announced to, to 
assist in seeing production through to the post-production yep. phase. And a bit after that, um, two months after that, they announced that they're starting two months of reshoots on the film. Mm. Now, to give a bit of perspective, Craig, this is four months before the film is released wow. that they're doing two months of reshoots. And I was reading a bit that they're saying that Whedon came on board. Whedon was chosen by Snyder. Yes. Um, to assist in rewriting parts. It. And he was only meant, he was really just doing a quick, hand, you're just doing a little bit of a handover yep. of post-production. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so Whedon ends up overseeing two months of reshoots. Um, they keep the film as directed by, it's still listed as a Zack Snyder film. Yep. Um, so there must be, that means there has to be a percentage, a high percentage. Yep. Of Which, uh, one of the producers, I can't remember his name, maybe it's Charles Roven. It is Charles Roven. I'll write this note down. Yeah, he was asked how much of the film is Zack Snyder's in the press after its release. And he claimed that it was 80 to 85% a Snyder film. It has to be. Um, or the, the Guild. Well, the, here's what I posit though, Craig, is if it's more, less than that, that's what he's got to say in the press. Yeah. But if it's less than 80%, Zack Snyder's just got to agree to it. Yeah. You know? Um, so and Snyder didn't have to keep his name on it. No, not Snyder at all. He could always go there down to Alan Smithy. Smithy. You yeah. know, you could go a Smithy on them all. Yeah. You know, Tell Eddie, people at home what the Alan Smithy thing is, The Alan is, Smithy Craig. is if um, a lot of directors do, and you'll see their names will pop up once in every while. If they don't agree with the film that they've directed, yep, they can actually... Drop an Alan Smithy on it. Yeah. There's so currently a film in the latest Mel Gibson film. Really? Um, where him and Sean Penn. Yeah. Um, there's a big drama on it because um, they supposedly recut the hell out of the film. Really? Um, and Mel Gibson and the director were furious. Really? And that, I don't know if that's gone down the route of, the, of a Smithy. But it's close to it. It's actually going to to um, it's going to court. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, because they've released a total different version than what the director. Had. Oh, that's, that's horrible. Really. So there are a couple real crazy things that go in here. And when we say like they're four months out from a release and they're that's madness, and they're four doing two out, months man. of reshoots, immediately you go, why aren't they delaying the film? Man, why imagine if this was a three hundred million dollar house. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, and so four months true. out, basically the the architect is like, yeah, man, redevelop it, redevelop it. Yeah, yeah, don't like that here. So oh, is that what it looks like? Mm. Andy sort of talked about this last week's episode, and he got, he touched on it slightly. But the head executives of uh, Warner Brothers at the time wouldn't allow for it to be delayed because there was a merger happening with AT and T at the time, and so. If they could get the film released before the merger happened, they would get all these massive bonuses. Yep. So, like, this film is just exec to heck, you oh know? Oh, man, this, this film, it's I horrible. think it's just, it's a cursed film. It's... You can actually see, it's yes. just a cursed film. But oh. it's also cursed through lack of trust. Yes. Um, the actual environment of the time. Yep. It's just, yeah, yeah, well, obviously it is. It's just curse. You know, there's so many factors. There's not one single factor yep. that destroyed this film. It's a lot of single factors. You can't yep. blame Joss Whedon. You can't blame Zack Snyder. No. You can't play Douchey McDouchey who wants his bonus. You can't blame Jeff 
can't blame Jeff Johns. You know no. what I mean? These are all people who are just, it's the old saying that, you know, blood in the water. Yeah. You know what I mean? It brings all the sharks in. And that's, yep. and you know, there's blood in the that's water. It's horrible, isn't it? I actually, like, I'm so sad for Zack Snyder. I was watching this film the other night and I was just like, I, like, I can't explain it any other way. I was so disappointed like, for oh, him. I was, I same. I was like, watching it and I was like, oh, Zach, I just wish you didn't direct it at all. I know. Take your name off it. Take your name off Take it. Take your name off it. I, I really want to get there. Um, but I'll just say one more thing and then we can sort of get into the film. Because I Yoish. think we've got to the point where we need to get in the film, Craig. Um, I'm itching to talk about it. So a bit after that... Um, Collider then release after Whedon's sort of height. Yeah. Collider release a story. Um, and I've got respect for Collider. I think that I they love do. Collider. They, they dot their I's, cross their T's. You know, they wouldn't run Steven. a story without checking things. Yeah, yeah. Frosty. But this was Matt Goldberg. But um, Oh, Matt, Matt. I love Matt, yeah. man. Matt's good. So they report that Snyder had actually been fired from the film as early as January or February. I think that makes 2017. Um, and the reason that they were fired, Warner Brothers were actually really concerned from Batman versus Superman onwards. And they were contracted to have Snyder involved with Justice League. And so the claim is that they started showing a rough cut of the film. Yeah. And they thought it was unwatchable, the really? rough cut. Now, I've got to defend a rough cut because um, there's a great podcast out there called The Movie Crypt. Yep. And The Movie Crypt features two directors. They're Hollywood directors. Cool. So um, Adam Green, who did the Hatchet films, yep. um, he's got a great sort of mockumentary documentary called Digging Up the Marrow. Um, and Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch did, um, he's got a horrible story about a film getting butchered by a studio called Knights of Bad Aston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, and again, Kimbridge. when we talk Snyder Cut later, I'm going to use Lynch as a bit of an example as to the times that films can use previs as yeah. actual effects. Um, but Lynch has also directed Everly and he's got a film coming out um, called Point Blank later Everly. this year. Everly's got uh, Selma Hayek. She's in the one room. Got oh, to escape yeah, the Yakuza. Yeah. Sick movie. Um, he did another cool one called Mayhem, which is sort of that people locked in an office block and it's a rage virus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's with... Um, with Stephen Young. Yeah, Omar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah Omar. But it, in their podcast, they often talk about, as directors, the moment they watch a rough cut of their film, Yeah, they generally, both of them, talk about they burst into tears at that time because they deem them unwatchable. Yeah. Because there's so much that's got to get edited out of the film. So the rough cut is literally all the pieces that they've filmed thrown together. Yeah. And they say they, they're adamant on this podcast because they talk about filmmaking and they really give great advice for young filmmakers. So if you want to make a movie, listen to the movie crypt. They're great. Um, but they talk about you never show anybody the rough cut ever because Everybody will tell you that's a terrible film. Yeah. You've got to have faith in your vision to then edit down to the bits that people are going to go, oh, wow, this is amazing. And so when they say that Snyder's rough cut of Justice League was un unwatchable, it breaks my heart even more because I know those guys have talked 
so much about how important it is to protect the rough cut. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Do it. All right. I gave you $300 million to make a film. Yeah. I want to know what it's doing. Oh, 100%. But also, $300 million to make the biggest comic book film, which yes. should be yes. the biggest comic book film ever. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, they micromanage. Yes. Yes. Definitely micromanage. But it's funny to say that is, you know, like the, the rough cut is basically some version where, you know, they were all scared of it. When I'm 100% sure that Jeff Johns, let's be honest, he's been put in there as a spy. Yeah. He's a spy. Yeah. Okay. Keep an eye on him. We're Exactly. He is reporting back every day. Yeah. They would be seeing dailies all the time. Yep. All the time. Yeah. So for them to come up and go, oh, the rough cut is um, unwatchable. Unwatchable. I think is bullshit. Because yep. like you said, I'm pretty sure if they know about films, they know rough cuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. a lot of these executives have been around enough directors for the director going, no, rough cuts are shit. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, they're, they're using the rough cut. Yeah. As a reason. Yeah. To shoot down. It's a catalyst. Smarter. Exactly. They're just looking for bullshit because yeah. they're at this stage now. We're like, well, shit, how do we get him out? We've got a contract. I know there's a, there's a clause in the contract which says quality, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. needs to reach. So let's get rough, rough cut and shit it yeah. out. You know what I mean? And it's also a good rumor to spread out through Hollywood and out through the yeah. main world that the reason they got rid of Snyder was because of some stupid, Rough cut that wasn't up yeah. to scratch. Yeah. So, I, you know, again, we could get into Snyder Cut territory here. Yeah. But let's not. Let's let's, let's, let's hold on to it. Let's hold on. So, Craig, do you want to hear what was released in 2017? Hell yes, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore interested. 2017 is a great year for film. There's so many. There's we blockbusters. I'm... I'm Calling it a vintage year. Oh. I had to leave films off the list. Oh. Okay. I'll tell you a film that didn't even make my list because there's such good ones. Alien Covenant was released by Ridley Scott this Still year. Seen it. Oh, Craig, do it. Really? It's like, it's like Ridley Scott is channeling his first Alien film in a world where Prometheus is. Prometheus has burnt me. So I think there's I've learned to love Prometheus. Prometheus is, is sort of like a... Um, it's it's old man Scott. There's a lot of waffle. Yeah, there is a bit of waffle. There's a Anything lot of waffle. with Guy Pierce is um, <laughs> is old man Scott. When it's exciting, it's exciting yeah. as hell. Yeah, when he's got numerous passes, they get turning oh, old yes. man waffles. So the number one film for 2017, Craig. Yep. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Oh, I loved it. Me too. Man, you can you fanboys can burn me on effigy, boy. But I love that. I film. think it is a great Star now, Wars. Now look, film. yes, admittedly, yes. Once again, Luke Skywalker. There's a lot. You know what I mean? There's a lot that you can actually you know go about it. Luke Skywalker. But man, Rose loved it. Yep, loved the. Uh, I loved that you got to see more of the Star Wars universe. Oh. Than just following a fucking Same. Jedi and his robe. You know what I mean? Same. Like, I love when Finn and Rose went off. You know? Me too. Don't get me wrong, the whole where Rose runs into Finn to save him, all that shit, and then tells him he loves him. Okay, yeah, that was a bit bleh. But everything else, man, and epically shot. Oh, too. beautifully Ryan, shot. Man. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, man. That scene in the throne room where they're fighting oh. is some that of is, the best. I'm saying that's flat out the best fight in a Star Wars film. Oh, to me, close. 
I can't beat Jewel of the Fates. Oh, Jewel of the Fates is. Sick, you know what I mean? It? And they're just where they're just basically. I oh. do, my only problem with Jewel of the Fates is I feel like Darth Maul was such a good villain. He's wasted killing him off. Now, I know there's that whole yeah. solo sort of thing. Ooh. You know, he's got the little robot but belly. That bit is so well directed. Oh, man. You know he's what I mean? I love that when the, um, in the Jewel of Fates, you know, where. When that little thing comes, goes. Oh yeah, and, and he's, he's just, pacing he's like pacing an animal, like, a, like an animal. Oh. And Qui Gon just sits. Yeah, so good. Just breathe. It shows. Oh, so good. I'm pretty like, sure. I could. I could be wrong here. Uh, I had it as my ringtone for ages. You did. I used to remember hearing yeah. that go off all the I time. I remember Brooks. Brooks' dad, was, my father-in-law, says, "Ah, oh, Craig's phone rang and some god music was playing." <laughs> 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 was Chad Stileski one of the? Um, yeah. One of the choreographers for the yeah, stunts? Ma'am. Yeah. I, I was so. reading about Chad Daleski the other day. He's telling me, because he was the replacement. He's tangent as well. Yeah, tangent. But he was the body replacement for Brandon um, Brandon Lee after the crow. No way. So he trained in martial arts. Yep. At the, so Bruce Lee's Bruce Lee's number one student is a guy named Dan Inosanto. Yep. And Dan Inosanto had um, pretty much he's the leader of Jeet Kune Do, which was started by um, yeah, um, Bruce Lee and his son and Bruce Lee's son Brandon and Chad Stileski trained here. They used to hang out. Wow. Not they weren't best of friends, but they you know it'd be like sort of like Mates. friends, yeah. Yeah. And so because they had similar movements and they knew each other, when Brandon Lee died, um, Alex Proy he met with Alex Proyas to and he was the body double. Wow. Through the body double sequences and action sequences. Isn't that a mystery? I know. Oh, no, no. What it is is they never cleaned out the... Yeah. They never cleaned out the barrel from the last and it still had a um, a dummy in there. So when they when they um, shot the second one, it shot the dummy out from the previous one because they never cleaned it out. And, it, and because the second one blew up, it treated it like a real bullet. Wow. Terrible. He, was, he talks, yeah. So there's heaps. Actually, interviews just released on it because obviously John Wick three. Yeah. And so there's heaps of interviews just released about all of it. Um, and he's just talking about it. he's like he's talking about when he first got the text that he'd been hurt on set, and he was like, oh, yeah, he'll be fine. And they kept training. Then oh wow. Kept and then he found out he died. That is horrible. Yeah, wow. Chad Stileski, what a journey he's had, hey. Oh, man, Chad Stileski, man. Remember, we almost got an interview with him. Yeah, I know. When he hey. was doing Seven, his, his stunt group was called Seven Six or Seven Sixes or something like that. I, I remember you did all the legwork on that. Yeah, I was just like, never yes, do it, Craig. I sent him emails and he never got back to me. But still, man. Go John Wick 3. Can I tell you a funny story? They've already greenlit a four. I know. That got Jeez. announced today. Man. So excited. So uh, for my birthday, my beautiful wife uh, said, what would be the perfect thing for you to do? So we went and got ribs because I do like the old ribs. I love ribs. At Adam's Ribs. Shout out to non-sponsors, Adam Ribs. Adam's Ribs and Burgers. They sell a bin lid, a metal garbage bin lid yep. filled with ribs. Oh, crazy. Oh, my God. A full rack of pork. Full rack of beef, full rack of lamb. It was delightful. Anyway, so we eat ribs. Yep. Go off and see John Wick 3. Yep. Kathy Lee has not seen a John Wick film. (laughs) (gasps) Really? Oh, poor Kathy Lee. Now, remember, Kathy Lee loves Hallmark films. Yes. I did my research. I said to some friends, how stabby is it? And they're like, oh, it's more shooty than stabby. Oh, really? And I was like, fighting a knife room. I was like, okay, cool. They do fight in a knife room. 
the film opens. I'm going to throw a little spoiler, but it doesn't spoil okay. anything. Film opens with a giant assassin because the the story is John Wick is now hunted in the third yep. one because there's a price on his head. Yep. He's a giant finds him before they're allowed to attack him, and says, "No one will know." So I'm going to try and kill you here in a library, right? Yeah. John Wick grabs this big thick. He's got this thick book in his hand. He's fighting with the book and his fist. Because he's awesome, John. Hits the dude in the throat and he goes, <gasps> drops to the ground. And when his mouth opens, he shoves the book in his mouth and then punches the spine of the book. Like, oh, back, back, back. And I look over and poor Kathy Lee's got her eyes closed, just like going to a happy place in that moment. <laughs> and, and Two snowmen <laughs> falling in love. <laughs> Two snowmen falling in love. And I turn 20 minutes in, I look over, she's still got the, her eyes closed. Oh. And I said, we can go home if you want to. She's like, no, nah, it's okay. And after the film, I said, I'm so sorry. It was, it was like super, super stabby. And I'm like, I just couldn't remember it being as violent as it was. And she's like, it's okay. I just went to my happy place and I thought about all the places I could rearrange our furniture at home. (laughs) (laughs) Your wife is so beautiful. (laughs) Hey, I do have to issue while I'm thinking about an apology for last week. We, We talked about Howard the Duck. The Jewel of the Fates, yeah. so I'm going there. We said George Lucas directed Howard the Duck. Yeah. He did not. Um, some person who had not made many films made oh. Howard the Duck. George Lucas not was an executive producer. Yeah. So um, so that was George Lucas's connection. Um, also released was Disney's Beauty and the Beast live action film. Still haven't seen it. Watch the first bit. I want to see it. I own it on Blu-ray. The, look, it's beautiful. Um, it's Is it a shot for sure? It's at times. Yeah, cool. At times. Um, one thing I'm finding that Disney are doing in those sort of cuts, the live actions, mm. is they're putting additional songs in, like ones that weren't used in the animated ah, okay. film. And sometimes they're just not as good. Yeah, cool. So anyways, um, number three was Fate of the Furious. That's the eighth installment to the Fast and the Furious franchise. That was $1.2 billion. Yep, haven't seen it. That was um, Lee? Yeah, yeah, great. Great offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, is it eighth? It might be that. No, the eighth might be the. Oh, I'm feeling like there was an F. Gary Gray one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think there was. Maybe Lynn was. um, Yeah, maybe not. I think that's an F. Gary Gray one. Still heaps of fun. Uh, Number four was Despicable Me 3 with a billion dollars. Cool. Jumanji at number five. Jumanji! And just thinking about. What let's think about what Justice League was up against in here. So we've got a new Star Wars film. We got a Beauty and the Beast remake, which I gotta say, the animated Beauty and the Beast is one of my top five favorite films ever. Yeah. Um, Jumanji, Spider Man Homecoming was released at number six. Oh God. Yep. Now this was an interesting one. At number seven on the worldwide box office was Wolf Warrior Two. Wolf Warrior Two is a Chinese film uh-huh. that was an all-Chinese cast yeah. except for Frank Grillo, but it's completely in Chinese. Wow. Right? So Frank Grillo speaks Chinese? I don't know if he does it. It would su- wouldn't surprise me. He's one of those guys, man, isn't he? Just, yeah, he's like the Bear Grylls of actors. So it took something crazy like seven or $800 million. Wow. In the worldwide part market. Two. Yeah, part two. And it's actually the first um, Chinese, like completely Chinese film 
to make the all-time box office list, like top 100. Awesome. Um, at number eight was Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2. Ah. Number nine was Thor Ragnarok. And number 10 was Wonder Woman. Wow. All in the one year. In the one year, man. You had almost... And once again, proof that, yeah, superhero genre ain't going anywhere. I know. And just to prove that this was a vintage year, also released was M. Night Shyamalan's Split. Oh, I loved Split, man. I only watched it the other day. It's, like, a, well, it's a good film. Uh, James McAvoy is just mental in it, isn't Oh, man, he? he's just madness. Um, John Wick 2 was released. Yeah. Logan. Oh, wow, really? Baby Driver. Still haven't seen it. Dunkirk. Still haven't seen it. Blade Runner 2049. Loved it. Loved it. I'm so upset that people didn't jump on that. as. And Coco from Pixar. Oh, like, Coco. That oh. is a wild year of film, Craig. I love Coco. And there was honestly another four or five films that I could have added to this man, list. This is an amazing year, man. Yeah, it's a great year for film. So um, Justice League had a budget. Of $300 million. But you see, out of all these films, man, Justice League should have come in as the brand. The brand yeah. to beat. Like, on paper, a Justice League film. Do you know what's crazy? Is essentially like the Fast and the Furious mm. films became like a Justice League film. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it's like, you know, that that's what's crazy. And so they had a budget of $300 million. It took a worldwide box office $657 million. Yeah. Now, to put that in perspective, it's reported that the film needed to make at least $750 million in order to break even. Damn it. So you're talking a loss of almost $100 million. Yeah, on damn the right. Mental. That's probably without a severance pay for Zack Snyder. No, exactly. And just legal admin crap. Yep. And um, what I did find was really, really interesting is the film took over $100 million at the home level. So DVD, Blu-ray, oh. digital. Yeah. Yeah, they think the film, like it's reported the film's made at least $100 million yeah. in sales. Which, I'm going to be honest, I think I've bought it twice. Yeah, twice. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, twice. So yeah. it's done pretty good. I'll buy it a third time. Which you will. Makes it, like if if, if is I, there a new version of it comes yeah. out? The Snyder oh, no, cut. Actually, I probably yeah. It's actually no. My version is a pretty damn good one. Are you on four K? No, no. It's 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 a it's a book one. Oh, so, it's an so good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has all talks about the production and all photos and stuff like that. My in laws gave me an Aquaman version. Like yeah, with the yeah, booklet. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. good. I love that. I watched Aquaman the other day. Did you? Damn good show. It is good, it isn't is it? Good. James Wan does a great job. Oh man. Does a great job. So Craig, that is the lead up of the film to filming. Now it's been a big journey. That's a huge journey. And I think there is... And I'm quite sure there's a lot we haven't covered. Oh, totally. Let's just cross it out. There's a lot we haven't covered. And we're not experts in this. Yeah. We're just going by I researching. I don't... I want to enjoy things. Same. Um, so, just in case there are people out there that don't have a clue what Justice League is, mm -hmm. let's find out about it. Following Superman's death, Bruce Wayne travels the globe to bring together a team of heroes. 
Which is perfect timing because Stephen Wolf has started stealing each of the three mother boxes in his quest for ultimate power. Now a team, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg and The Flash bring Superman back to life and try and save the world. Let's talk about Justice League. So Craig, um, how long has it been since you watched this film? Oh, before this. Once again, start to finish, just after the movies. Probably when I just got it, Blu-ray. Yeah. Blu-ray, yeah. you know, and I've bought yeah. it again since, you know. Hmm. I think for me it was about the same. Yeah, I looked exactly. at my I looked at my app, and it was sort of April twenty eighteen, I think it was yeah, right that about. I watched it, which is probably when the home video release came out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think they rushed it out. Yeah, yeah, they probably needed to recoup some cash. Yeah, I think that's so. Craig, this time around, we've done Man of Steel. We've done all the Zack Snyder's film. We're Man of Steel on the Batman versus Superman on the Justice League. What did you expect? Oh man, I, I from my. It's funny. My memory of this, all of it, was that it was, um, it was a good movie. Yeah, like that. I enjoy parts of the movie. Sorry, I knew it was a bit of a, bit of a mess. Yeah, but in context, I was just like, yeah, no. But this is this is not a bad film. Yeah, watching it after watching one Man of Steel and then Batman vs Superman, and now watching it, it's a bad film. Do you know what's crazy, Craig? Like it's it's there's some great moments. Yeah, but it's a bad film. There are things in the film. So I'm in the exact same boat. Hey, I remember coming home from the cinemas. Um, Kathy Lee and I went and saw this together. Mm. I remember coming home. It was released. Actually, it was released just after we got married. So it was like we got home and got to to watch it because we were on holidays. I remember thinking, that was a fun movie, wasn't it? Yeah. And And so I was going into it thinking, I can't wait for this fun movie again. Yeah. I remember, I guess... You get a bit of naivety in there because we haven't had Aquaman yet. Yeah, true. Uh, we hadn't really got as much Wonder Woman yet. You know, yeah. maybe Wonder Woman was released before it, but yeah, like, but not not as yeah. much. Sort of when you watch Wonder Woman a couple times, it still holds up. Oh, Wonder Woman's still a top film. Man. Yeah, and so I think going in this time, I was wary. Yeah. Because I knew more of the journey. Also, <laughs> after Batman versus Superman, I honestly, I felt the seeds being planted for sort of Snyder being pulled away from what his vision was. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I felt the same. But can, can we get into the film? Get into get it. Into from the moment the film started, it didn't feel like Snyder's film. No, no. It wasn't until... Um, the music kicks in. Yes. Until it becomes, a f- you can always spot it. It's it's like a music film clip. Yep. Until a slow-mo film clip yep. where the music comes in because he always uses it to explain it, you know. Yep. Um, I forgot what that song is. Um, but um, Everybody knows. Yeah. That the dice are loaded. Yep. Everybody knows. But, um, and that's, that's when Snyder kicks in. It like was when that guy kicks the thing over and he's yeah. arguing. And yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But even then, the colour palette was wrong. No, yeah, it's, exactly. It's totally different. And I started doing some research because I was like, in my head, I'm like, this honestly feels like... The only way I could describe the way the film felt to me was it's like I'd taken a photo of, of something beautiful. Yeah. I'd handed it to someone else. Yep. They'd put an Instagram filter over it. 
and then done a little bit of touching up here and there. Yeah. And then released it. And what I'd originally taken was completely missed altogether. Yeah. In, in all of that. And so this felt like someone else trying to be Snyder. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't. And do you know what's really interesting in it is that every film until here, Zack Snyder had worked with Larry Fong as his director of photography. Ah. And this is the first film that he wasn't involved. Why, where was Larry? Well, I tried to look into it to see where Larry was. Hmm. He wasn't making films that... Oh, he worked on um, Kong Skull Island at the time. Oh, that's not a bad film. It's a fun film, actually. Mm. That's Warner Brothers again. Um, so he was working with them on that. Um, so I tried to find, and I'm sure someone will tell me, um, why he didn't come on board for it. Mm. But they brought on another guy named uh, Fabian Wagner. Now, Fabian had done a lot of work for television. Yeah. So he'd worked on the Sherlock TV series. Yep. Has since gone on to work on uh, Da Vinci's Demons, which is um, a David S. Goya production. Cool. So there's a little link there. And Game of Thrones. Ah. Okay. Um, but really, the only films that he'd worked on are not ones that I would be like, we got to have him working on our yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I Frankenstein. Ooh. You know, things like that. Really? There you go. What, gonna a, what a killer concept. We've just yeah. A piece of crap. Yep, totally. So, immediately, I need to look at his work beyond this, but there's somebody who, like, an integral part of Snyder as a filmmaker mm. is the look of his films. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes a, a signatory director. Yeah. Is basically they have a crew. Yep. Which know the vision. Yes. And stick with them. Like yes. there's usually that always just a group to, totally. that they follow them all throughout and then they and they help to find the film. Yeah. And so straight away I'm like, well, the film looks different. Yeah. Because there is someone different making oh, yeah. the film. You know, um, and so it's really interesting because I didn't feel any bits of Snyder until that moment. Yeah, there was that moment where they went up the um, up the the rooftop and the pigeons were sort of milling about <laughs> yeah. with the newspaper. I was like, ah, oh, there he is, there's Snyder. There he is. There's, there's the cynical man we know. Yeah, you know? totally. Superman dies and he tells it to us through um, birds shitting on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There you yeah. are, buddy. Glad you're here. Do you also, and do you know what's really back. interesting with that opening um, where Batman's on the rooftop sort of interrogating um, the guy? Yeah. You know, yeah. he uses him as bait. Yeah, from Mind and, Hunter. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's a great actor. Um, Kathy Lee and I both, while we were watching it, because we watched it together, turned to each other and went, this was a really funny moment in cinemas. And... It was almost like the cut we were watching on home video yeah. was totally different to what we were watching. There were jokes Batman was having with him. Yeah, supposedly it was it was the original Snyder thing was heaps funny at that whole scene because well, he came out on Twitter and said it. We we I think remembered one of the, we remembered both of us that it was funnier in mm, cinemas. So yeah, I don't same. know whether they did a little chopperoo afterwards. I remember it being funnier in cinemas. And too. so it was just really odd because it was bland. It almost felt like you know those moments in Tim Tim Burton's Batman movies where the technology just wasn't ready for Burton's yeah. vision. Yeah, it felt like felt like that again, which is just like just cheap. Not yeah. fun. 
And, no, no. And it just wasn't great, you know. So it was, it was, oh man, far out at frustrating. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was an, it was an odd thing, you know, because look, when you first, when the first line, when the first movie opens up, yeah, you can automatically tell this isn't Snyder. Yeah, you know, they, and, totally. and they wanted to tell you that. Yeah, they wanted to reassure everyone. This is this different. Is, this is Superman, a happy yep. Superman. Yeah. Because he's going to sit there and he's talking to some kids. Yes. And, and they're talking about this and that. So it's yep. happy Superman. And like even the moment where Bruce Wayne's talking to Alfred after he's met Aquaman. Yeah. Like their skin and is so pink and their faces are so red. Yes. And it's just And he just seems so Botoxed. Yeah. In a it's way. Like, you know what I mean? It's just horrible, especially even like Snyder is not in your face with his product placement. No. But there's a scene where Bruce Wayne literally shaves his beard off using a Gillette razor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, come on, guys. Oh, it, it, you can tell. It just turns, it, you can tell it's a, a studio directed film. Oh, you know I mean? it's, man. It's just a hardcore. It's so and sad. And through the whole film, there's just like, there's some. Beautiful bits of the film. Oh, you know I mean? that moment where Aquaman is walking out onto the break wall. Yeah. And the, the icky, icky thump. thump. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, great album too, So, man. oh, Jack White, man. <laughs> he oh, man. is a gun, yeah. isn't he? But Was like, that the last album? They've released one after. No, Icky Thump was the last album. Right? So. He's gone off and done yeah, solo he's stuff. The and yeah, they're so good. Did you see they did a concert in Sydney? No. And he banned mobile phones. Oh, good boy. So you weren't allowed to take a single... No one's allowed to take their mobile phone in. You had to check them in before you went into the concert. Oh, a bit excessive, but yeah. And, well, people said it's one of the best concert experiences they've ever had because everyone was just there focused on the music. Oh, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, so cool. On the flip side of that, I once went to a, a show where tangenting off a little bit, but Ish. went to a show where the stage lights um, broke mid-set. Yeah. Uh, music still went fine. Yeah. And it was a hip-hop artist called Illy. Um, Illy. Yeah, and he was like, hey, we want to keep going, so do you reckon you could all turn your your torches on your phones? And literally, it was the coolest thing ever because it's such a harsh white light that in a couple thousand people holding their phones up yeah, made the concert seem like you were watching it in black and white. Awesome. It was amazing. So, yeah, it was... On the other hand, phones could make a really cool concert experience. Um, but yeah, there are. There's such cool moments. And there are such funny moments. Yeah. Like Ezra Miller. Can we just say, first before we get into the humor of Ezra Miller, Zack Snyder, if there is one thing he is consistent in, his casting choices are phenomenal. Yes, exactly. Phenomenal. Ezra Miller as The Flash yep. is so just this good. S- this kid yeah he's sort of un- you know a little bit unconfident you know what yep, i mean yep. and he's amongst the titans and he you know and which will turn out you know if you read the comics flash is probably one of the most powerful yes eventually turns into one of the most powerful yeah and just to see those things yeah he's brilliant he's so the moment in the bat cave yeah is just so funny he's like wow uh, it's a cave <laughs> a Bad cave. <laughs> <laughs> and just the look on his face when he like appears in the Batmobile yeah. and just sort of looks around like, oh. You can hear him just go, Seriously, that, those moments bring so much joy to me. Mm-hmm. And 
who knows if they're a Snyder moment? Who knows if they're a Whedon moment? I oh, know. You know, but like that, if the whole film felt like that joy, yeah, it would be an amazing film. Yeah, it exactly. wouldn't feel like a Snyder film. No, no, exactly. But still, so like there are some really great moments in the film. Yeah, oh, there are some great moments in the film, but it, and it, then it all comes down to you know, once again when we're talking about you know finger pointing and. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's you choose Zack Snyder for a purpose. Yeah, you can't get angry at him for doing what he does. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's what I so mean. So true. Um, you wanted a, and I guess look, that's not the once again. It, it all comes down to it's not the Superman I want to see. It's similar to not the the Justice League type I want to see. Yeah, but. I'd like. I wanted to see. Oh, after watching this, I was still. I wanted to see. I wanted to see his version. Yeah. Um, but, me too. Yeah, man. Yeah. But like, still as a film, you know, there are still some great bits. Look, let's talk about Steppenwolf. Yeah. Go there. Uh, That's one of the people who said it best. He looks like a PS3 villain. Yeah, he does. You know doesn't I mean? he? he? Does he looks like those early God of War villains? You know, the yeah. um, boss level. And yeah, he's he's just a bit weird, but. When you see the bigger cut, you know what I mean? Uh, like, you, or you, you know, when you just see some bit more of him, yeah, you go, okay, there's a little bit more of him, but yeah, I still don't like, I still don't like how they fleshed him out. I did, I did read in my research that there was actually they'd filmed a scene where he fought. Um, oh, not Steppenwolf, Dan. I'm going down the wrong tangent here, but there were fight scenes with Darkseid. Is Darkseid Darkseid? Darkseid, yeah. Darkseid. Um, where he'd fought Ares, which was David Thewlis's villain from the Wonder Woman film. David Thewlis, yeah. Um, I was hoping you'd make that voice. Um, <laughs> David so there was a, there were scenes <laughs> where they battled. Really, filmed for this. Movie. Oh man, that would have been awesome. So, like, I guess for those people at home, Craig, I'm concerned that there might be people here going, "What are these two idiots talking about?" Yeah, you know, the 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 film basically from. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how much of this film is Snyder's and how much is Joss Whedon's. Oh, look, I think that's... Um, look, it's all, it's all the studios. When it comes down to it, it's it's a, it's, it's a valid question, but it has an answer that won't get you anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's an irrelevant answer. Yeah. Because of the fact being that it's just so much effort. You're going to yeah. put into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And you can start dissecting until people come out quite honestly. Yeah. Like until I see Joss Whedon and fucking and Zack Snyder sitting together. Talking going, about it. This is my scene. Wouldn't this that be a director's scene. commentary? Is, exactly. And that would be amazing. Until that time, you can just speculate. You know what I mean? All it is is speculate. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and one thing, it could be a, it could be a Zack Snyder scene. But cut with the Joss Whedon perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's a um I read I watched uh, one of the fan made trailers for um they tried to do a trailer based on what they would think the Snyders would be. And they yeah. call it the black suit Superman cut. Yeah. And it's all the scenes you see in these movies. It's just cut in very different ways. Once again it's put a different um colour palette over yeah. the top. And it does, it looks like a different film. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never know. 
You for don't those, know. For those at you don't home, know even, even if it was just something that Snyder said, look, can you film it for me, Joss? I've just never got around to it. Yeah, yeah. And you know we did mean? talk about he's always got a very particular vision mm. and he's never used a second unit director. Yeah. Because he knows his vision so much. So, again, the, the Is fact... Is there one on this? The, oh, I'd have to have a look, hey. But, like, the fact that this film feels so not Snyderish, Yeah, it's not Tells so. me it's not his film... No. Much. It's For people at home, Craig, Black Suit Superman. Now, they might go, what the heck are they talking about? The Black Suit Superman. What's mm. going on with that? Tell us tell us about what the rumour is about a Black Suit Superman in this movie. So, Black Suit Superman, originally it hails to um, the comic book. Yep. So, when um, Superman is first in the comic book, when he's first um, revitalised, uh, when he first comes back alive... He wears a black suit. Yep. Um, but it's only at a time where he has no powers. Yeah. So he's just a dude and he, and he hops in a big um, Kryptonian robot. Yeah. Um, and there are set photos of Henry mm. Cavill wearing the black suit. Yeah, exactly. In black suit in the movie, though, I think he still has, he has his he powers. He has his powers, but it's like evil version, isn't Yeah, he's he? an evil version. So supposedly his um, quick run over of it is dark side, comes in, kills Lois. Yep. Um, then in the Batcave, in the Batcave of all places, and then um, Batman, obviously well, Superman, then is Broken Man. Yep. And he gives into the anti-life matter. So the anti-life matter is um, just this one thing that can turn, um, brings out the worst in you. Yeah. Okay. And Superman, because he's lost, like Lois, a symbiote suit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And because he's the, because um, he's lost Lois. Yep. He's basically, um, he's less. You know, well, he's, he he's talks more, about in Batman vs Superman that she's his world. Yeah, exactly. Like, supposedly there's a scene, and Zack Snyder was talking about it, is that basically um, there's a scene where Batman is talking to Wonder Woman. Yep. And they're talking about this, and he's going, I stood right here, and I saw the Flash yeah, yeah, as we saw in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, I saw the Flash approach me and he said, Lois Lane is the key. Yeah. And um, and she said, and Wonder Woman goes, yes, he's the key to Superman's heart. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? And, you know, the key to his goodness in essence yep. as well. Once again, which is crap. But um, So the rumours in all this though is yeah. that Superman, when he's brought back to life, yeah. Is essentially bad Superman. But once again, I, this is where this is where it's all different to my eyes. It's blurry, isn't it? This is where it's blurry. I think that's the original concept. Yep. Not what he started filming with. Okay. So, okay. So, okay. So I think, yes, that's his original concept. Yep. Um, was this arc. Yep. And like you said, two two films. Yeah. Then so yeah, it yeah. was one film. Yep. Now this one film that he filmed is different. Yeah, you can tell it because when Superman comes back, okay, there are scenes, yep, where he doesn't have the upper lip. Oh, let's let's just touch yeah. on Mustache Gate. Craig. Okay, so Mustache Gate being basically Henry Cavill was filming Ghost Protocol, uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, A and glorious Sony, mustache. Sony were being the biggest assholes in the world. And yeah, so he couldn't <laughs> shave his mustache. <laughs> He was allowed to go back for the two months of reshoots for Justice League. Yep. On the proviso that he would not shave his moustache. Yeah, exactly. And Meaning. Stupidly. Yeah. But his stupidly Warners 
once again, because they were stuck in that, we need to get this out as quick as possible. Didn't want to um, hold off production and just get a nice fresh face Superman. But using that as a key indicator in what scenes which or which or which, there are scenes in this film where Superman is good. And it's still got that funky lip. No, it doesn't have the funky lip. Oh, really? So you're saying blue suit Superman? Yeah, there's a blue suit. There's some scenes in Is that. this the bit where he's in the cornfield with... No, with no, no. That's horrible. Cornfield, yeah. no, no, no. That's all. But there are scenes where you can tell he doesn't have the funky upper Yeah. Lip. And there are even set shots where you see um, him standing next to Snyder in that final era yeah, of Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he's and he's wearing the proper Superman suit. Well, do you he's remember? not wearing a black suit. So it goes to show that Snyder never came into this production intending Superman to be evil through the whole film. No, no, he was I, never meant to be main protagonist. Wholeheartedly They've agree. Changed it all up completely. Yeah, I think I think the moment it's really hard because knowing about the moustache, which was digitally altered. You know, they had the the, the prime thing is watch the opening for people who haven't watched the film yet. Watch the opening scene where there's the iPhone shot. Yeah. Vintage Joss Whedon. He loves to use iPhones in his film, used it in Avengers. Um, His lip looks like someone's put Vaseline on the screen. Oh, it's just and, and it's terrible. And so, what they did was instead of making him shave his mustache, they said, let him have a a big bushy mustache still. And we'll digitally remove it. So his top lip in any of the Joss Whedon reshoots is this fake mouth. And them just trying to push it out. But then it looks also fake not putting too. the money in to do proper CGI. Yeah. And there's heaps of CGI. If that there's is one just thing horrible in this film. Oh like Aquaman swimming away. Oh, those green screen shots where he's like Oh they yeah. they have to be reshoots. Just like a bat. Well, he's in the water. You're crazy, baby. Yeah. Like, just those little moments are like, Kathy Lee and I both turned on each other and went, that looks horrible. Exactly. Now, if you weren't so uh, focused on Momoa's good bold, eh? Yeah. 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 It's an it's an easy thing to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's an easy thing to know. And Can also we... some cyborg, man. Oh, yeah. Some cyborg stuff like when he's forming and changing. Ugh, his There's whole one suit moment changes its gleam. He it's turns crazy. his head, and the face bit is like it's actually yeah. jolty. Yes, exactly. It's like, it's, seriously, um, and Andy sent me some stuff this week, which were um, he's saying proof of the the Snyder cut, and I love that you're sending it to me, Andy. Keep it coming because it's super interesting. But they're previews of Cyborg turning into things and yeah. flying and stuff like that. And it's great. And it's proof that Snyder had a vision, a really cool vision for yeah. Cyborg, which I don't think got realised at all. I, I want to, we'll go to two things. First, I just want to say I agree totally. I think Bad Superman was probably going to be the story arc of part one of Justice League. Yep. Required in order to defeat Steppenwolf. Yep. Then getting to Darkseid in part two. Um, but the the thing but I think he had a different film for this 100%. one. Hundred percent, a different film for Justice League. Once 100%. he got into filming, it was a different script. The the filming, and I think he's con- confusing the community like yeah. that. You know what I mean? The community, I, I, some people in the community are thinking that you know he had the the story arc there. Yeah, I think honestly, I think he had changed it 
yeah. by the time he reached Fermi. Oh, definitely. And we'll need to talk Kevin Smith a bit later on, Craig. Okay. Um, just remember that. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Craig. I think, and this is what I'm sort of getting at, Zack Snyder is, we've talked so much about how ballsy a director he is. Incredible, yep. Um, I think sometimes to remain strong in people's view, mm. you bring a bravado. Yeah. It's different to being ballsy. Yeah. Ballsy is confidently going for it. Bravado is putting on the, the strength. Yeah. In order to portray it. And I think some of those chats we see Snyder having in the media yeah. is bravado I think versus confidence. I think also when he's, um, and I and I keep calling it preaching. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, yeah. you, see a, you do see a lot of it. And, and I think a lot of it is he's, he's, remember, he's an entertainer. Yeah, he, he sure he knows is. How to, he knows how to um, work a crowd. That's his job. Yeah. And that's what he does. Yeah. He works a crowd. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, we we talk about it. Um, we talk about it here with Chopper. You know, you never uh, never let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and, and that's pretty much, yeah. That's Chopper Reed. Chopper Reed. Hey? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Chop Chop. Uncle Chop Chop. <laughs> great film, guys. Get it out is. there. Hey, watch it. He's a great director. Andrew Dominic. Oh, yeah, man. What was his last film? Ooh, has he had anything since Assassination of Jesse James? I think he's got something burning. <gasps> hey. Killing Me Softly. Oh, yeah, Jesus. With Brad Pitt. Oh, one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen. Great where, film. This is where they shoot Ray Liotta yep. in the car. He's fantastic. Fantastic. We need. I think the Andrew Dominic could be a great oh, season. Man. Yeah, he's yeah, only man. got like four films though, so that's the no, sad that's thing. <laughs> um, but can we talk Steppenwolf for a bit? Mm. Um, because mother, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and you will love me. It's so weird. <laughs> Syrian Hines, we've had, we've talked about him before oh, on the cool. podcast. He's, he's a great, great actor. actor. Great actor. Watch the terror. He just he makes it a little bit creepy. He does. I didn't realize how sexually creepy he is sometimes. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like like seriously, sexually creepy. Like when he's just you know, he's, and then all the mother, mother, yeah. Oh, mother, your box is so good. <laughs> 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 Why won't you love me? You will love me. Yes, oh. bring your boxes together and scissor it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> it's like a, it's like a. Ass to ass. Jeepers creepers. But so he is, he's, sec- he's creepy. It's, yeah. it's if, the voice, I think. And yeah, it's but because also, it's also the way he views he, he like he, he always gets this, um, the way, the previews or the, um, always gets a childlike yeah. wonder about oh, him. It's, it's so, it's, just, it's off, isn't he's it? He's an off character, man. He's an can off we, character. Can we talk though? How cool was the, this is one of those real, I think, vintage Snyder moments. Yeah. It's the backstory of Steppenwolf's fall. Damn, I love that. How good was it? Damn, I love that. And I love seeing the Green Lantern in there yep. as well. Yeah, Green Lantern comes yep. through. Yep. Oh, oh, man. Oh, all those pieces. You know. Um, and, and let's just say, why do all the history, why do all, when they always talk about, you know, these different races and then they go, and man, and man are just dumb Dumb as dog shit people you in the I mean? dark ages. Yeah, in the dark ages. <laughs> well, do you know what I read? You know, it's so it's but it's, it feels very Lord of the Rings. One you know of those I mean? characters is meant to be King Arthur. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So it was meant to be that, like, he was, like, at the time, the greatest leader man had seen. Oh. And so, like, that's King Arthur. Oh, really? Yeah. It felt like like Lord of the Rings in a sequence, you know what I mean? I was waiting for Kate Blanchett to say... And the ring of man <laughs> fell. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, and King then, Arthur is the laziest bastard in the world. Uh, let's build. Let's build this army around it. Says yeah. the Atlanteans. <laughs> you know the um, thing says. Let's build this thing where we can crash down the walls in case. Yep, yep. Let's build a hole. Well, hey, hey, fellas, I got a really good idea. Mm. Listen, they, they're doing heaps of work. It's not worth going to this yeah, much. No, let's dig a big hole. Look, we won't even have to dig it. We got peasants for this crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and she says she says and they buried it and they where no man knew where to be buried so they don't use I counted like fucking eight men there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Miller's farm, yeah. About about twenty meters from Miller's Listen, farm. Don't tell anyone. Artie buried that fucking <laughs> box. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Don't. I didn't you didn't hear it here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, bro. But. You know that box? <laughs> the glow box. The glow box. I know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off, Bill. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I know where that is. Don't you lose, yeah, mate. don't you tell box. me about that, Bill. You've told me that 15 <laughs> times already. Nah, I tell you. I was with Artie. We're in the box. Hey, hey. You want to dig it up with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that moment was so much fun. And it's that moment where you realise Snyder did have a vision. Yeah, and again, I wholeheartedly believe that the back end of the film, yeah, that that big Steppenwolf thing, mm. there was Snyder in that because I remember the trailer being released before he left the project. Yep, and that those scenes were in there. Yeah, there was a total different color grading. Yeah, heaps different. It color was grading, not man. red at all. Um, and there's actually characters added into certain fun players. Like there's one, there's a famous shot through it all. Where there's um, Wonder Woman on the bridge, and then suddenly they've added in um, Aquaman and yep. Cyborg. And, but the same thing can be said. I remember when the Avengers trailer came out, and they're in New York, and there's the loop around. Yeah, I remember that big loop around never had um, Hulk in it. Oh yeah, and that was added in late in the. Piece. And Hulk was added in for Infinity Wars, running towards yep. the screen. Yeah, yeah. So there's all these things where but they, the Russos are just dodgy bastards. That's yeah, a total they want a misdirection. Game. Yeah, they're just dodgy. But that, that trailer, I'll try and find it so we can pop it up for people to see. Yep. On the social media, um, but that was epic, man. You know, what I mean, yeah. like Snyder yeah, yeah. put a mythology around 100%. it, and I love that. That was in really a, cool in a great way because when I really think about it. His um, student filmmaking friends, yeah, Michael Bay. We've talked about that. Yep, he tried to build a mythology similar to that into one of his franchises, yeah, and it failed spectacularly. That last Transformers movie, yep, is it's just out and out appalling, Craig. Oh, Tarsum Singh tried to do it with Immortals. Y- yep, and very, it just didn't very work similar as well. Yeah, but exactly. You st- you watch that moment, and one. Amazonians, you're like, I get it. They're warriors for all of time. Yeah. and But at the same time, you sort of think to yourself, I would happily watch how King Arthur dealt with all this going on yeah. down the track in this world. I don't need to, but I'll happily think about it. Yeah, exactly. It would be great. interesting. Back to the Amazons, though. Yeah, can we? Um, There's a lot of horses on that island. <laughs> You that shit? <laughs> it's not a big island. There's a fuckload of horses. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many horses on that island. The Rohan would be like, 
fuck, that's a lot of horses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's hilarious? I'm so glad you went there, Craig, because when um, when the Ultimate Editions of the Lord of the Rings came out, yeah. I watched every special feature possible. And the Rohan thing, mm. they were hard-pressed to find enough horses in New Zealand <laughs> <laughs> for that scene. Go to the Amazon island. <laughs> Don't know what they're eating or where they're shitting because there's no hay. There's no, Listen, there's no hay. The, part of their trading is. Yeah, they must be part <laughs> of They're cleaning up all the poop everywhere. But you can't even, yeah, exactly. But you can't even see the island. So how are they trading with people? How are they getting shit on the island? You know what I mean? What's the economy of this island? Like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a mythology I want to know yeah, about. Exactly. That's why I want to know. I, want I to get to the say, basics. I love Zack Snyder's portrayal of the Amazonian women. I do. I do. Um, because again, we've talked before about he he captures the the human form in such a great way. Yeah, he does in a very. Um, but he does. I, I still it's sculptural. Don't, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I still don't think it's in a um, pervy way. No, not yeah, at all. I think it's more in a beauty. artistic. Yeah, it's men and women. He does it. You know what I mean. I think he has just a he has a beautiful he sees the beauty of the body. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and so I just love it, and I especially love that idea of light the beacon, yeah. and they're these ancient monuments. That, yeah, exactly. That for years, <laughs> exactly. It's just like, and it really is. Uh, excuse was, me, Queen. Can we just text her? <laughs> I think she has a phone She definitely has emails I've seen her open one <laughs> Alright Alright Oh but I want to shoot The fucking arrow <laughs> hey Guys Guys You're going to have to shoot the arrows I've got to buy credit <laughs> <laughs> I've got my password <laughs> oh, oh I didn't sink Oh my... Diana <laughs> So I, I I do agree um, that there are some moments. Oh man, this is such a frustrating film, purely because there are these moments of greatness that I think would have been great more frequently under yeah. Snyder. Oh, oh, I think there are so many moments where you just go, man, and that's one of the that's the saddest part of this film. And I've never, like I said, I've never actually, I've never had it while watching. Yeah, um, and almost this podcast has made. It's the first time this podcast has actually made a film less in my eyes. Yes. Um, because it's always just, I've always just found a hidden gem in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, and I can feel some of the frustration. Oh, don't get me wrong, 100%. I don't want to start a petition. Uh, but, no. I, you know, go Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting one. Hey, I, I, Oh man, I just don't know. I think I messaged you today, and I was like, "I'm so keen to talk about this." My problem is, I have so many thoughts about this film. I don't know how to categorize them. I know exactly. I don't know how to verbalize them, aside from the fact that I really, if this was not, if this was a Joss Whedon film, yeah, I would say this is just a poor Joss Whedon film. Yeah, but as a Zack Snyder film, I almost don't want it part of the. Do you know what this film reminds me of? Tell me. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, gosh, Craig. But it just seems say, like there's, there's... I like Crystal Skull. I know. Oh, yeah, of course, because it's Spielberg. You know? Yeah. You, but you can see there's a lot of... Yeah, but what if it does this? You know, like... Yeah. You can tell, where, you can tell when Lucas comes in. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? And you can tell when basically it's just pure Spielberg. Yeah. Um, And... 
and and even Luke and even Lucas said it himself. He goes, you know, when he first did it, yeah, they weren't, you know, Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg weren't Harrison Ford. And no, um, but it feels that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know that too many cooks in the kitchen yeah, type oh, thing. Hundred percent um, feels like that. And yeah, and I think Snyder, whether he wasn't in mentally in the right place or in it, he just never held control enough. Yeah, um, to do it. But because if we go by honest, that history. If Nolan rolled out this, Nolan's, and even if Nolan had the exact um, story arc, which yep. you could tell he most likely had a very similar one, yep. because they were writing it the same, no one would have touched him. No. No one. We would no. have seen a complete Nolan one. And so that that has to um, let people understand that it comes down also to a strength of a director. Yeah. Of what it can do because let's be honest, Snyder. If you put money up against money, yeah, Snyder's done just as you know, justice financially. Yeah, with as Christopher Nolan, some yep. in some like let's aspect. be honest, like if Nolan's this, obviously done more. I assume if this wasn't well, it'd be close. No, oh, it'd be interesting to have a look. Yeah, I'd have to have a look. In but you know what I mean. So he has enough backing to stand his ground. Yeah, but it never happened to Nolan. If we. In context, if we had said, now budget is a big factor in this, but if we'd said Legends of the Guardian took $650 million, yep. we would be like, holy moly. That's, you know? Huge. Um, and so the number of $650 million isn't something to balk at, but in the context of budget, in the context of the fact that you were putting all these superstars together at once, yep. who, again, if we look at it, Batman alone? Yeah. He's phenomenal in this movie. Oh, Batman, look, I still think... Look, I love Robin Pattinson's um, being hired, but, man, Ben Affleck, Affleck is an amazing, older, and do you know what I, Batman. He's uh, amazing. I hold this hope, Craig, and this is, this is just a real... I think... I hope that they do it just to honour Affleck in a way. Yeah. Is that this is the... He passes the baton to Pattinson. Yeah. I would love it if they take it further again. Yeah. For um for the timeline. So Affleck is actually in his like seventies. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd and, be he's and cool. Then he passes the baton on to a younger you know, he's training mm. Pattinson. Oh man. I would love that so much because Affleck is so good. Like he's he's amazing. And look and this is what's, and once again, we talk about the horrible portion of it is these actors are all damn good. And they're bringing the game. They're bringing Every the game. Every single you know, one of them. Look, but let's be honest, the, the only one that is almost replaceable is Cyborg. Oh, yeah, but. But I don't think that's anything to do with him. I think a lot of him's left on the. Oh, I think but Cyborg's the character that the studio didn't know what to do with. Exactly. But also, I don't think um, the charisma never came off the screen enough. Yeah. You know and I mean? by all accounts, he is he's not a um proven actor. Yeah. But from all accounts and reports, people say he's an amazing actor because he's done all this theater and Broadway oh, I'd work. I assume he is. Um and so he's a real thespian, you know. They they love him. So I think under Snyder and a bigger story arc, Cyborg would have pa- played a major role in this film. Oh yeah. You could see it in those moments like where he's learning 
things and evolving. And his dad is like, no, he's an amazing yeah. character actor. Yeah. And you wouldn't just waste him like you've no done way. so much in here. You know what I mean? You could tell, obviously, that was meant for. Yeah. It was meant to be more of him. Yeah. And so I think, can we touch on Craig then? Let's talk a little bit the link between Batman versus Superman on what was teased yeah. in Justice League and what never came to fruition. Because I think they tried to have a little callback to Batman has his visions yeah. of fighting all the... Um, the the parademons yeah. and Superman army. Yeah, so he has that vision of that and he's got this like trench coat, he's got his goggles on. The he nightmare looks, sequence. He looks so awesome in it. And then later on when he goes to fight Steppenwolf, those goggles are back. Oh, yeah. And they're so cool goggles. They are. They're very night owlish. Yeah, I know. Um, but I really feel like the vision that Snyder was emplacing there in, in Batman vs. Superman yeah. was meant to be part of this story arc in his two Justice League films. Definitely. Definitely. And, and we're getting pieces of it that have been chopped up and not yeah. done right. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, again... The ending where the casket has, you know, yeah. dirt moving. Um, why on earth would you film and show that? Yeah. If if not to have Superman come back to life really quickly. Yeah, exactly. Or to have some other reason that, you know, that obviously um, instead of the mother box, you know, hitting the wall. Yeah. And they, they briefly touch on it. He can't rot. He's, you know, yeah, like exactly. forever preserved under the ground or whatever they call it. But, you know, that to me, if it came out that it was a decision between he and Batman to actually fake Superman's death in order to basically bring the Justice League together or whatever they need to do or they're aware of Steppenwolf. Yeah. You know, which they should have been because you know you he saw was, him. Yeah, talking to Lex Luthor. That's right. And so all those things that should have, you know, maybe it needed to happen because they were aware of Steppenwolf was going to go after the boxes. Yep. All this stuff. Maybe Batman vs Superman was going to start showing those things of Lex's diary with all the yeah the three boxes. All that stuff. Again, pure speculation. But there's so much in Batman vs Superman that sets up our, our story arc in Justice League and beyond. Yeah. That is never even acknowledged. Well, even going into Justice League, remember there's the Lex Luthor on the yacht scene with Deathstroke. Yeah, at the end. And they want to create their own Justice League. Yeah. So, once again, I think that's, you know, I think that's a... Can um, I tell you? Yeah. There was a different post credit scene filmed. What was it? The post credit scene uh, that was also filmed and never used had... Um, the Killrog and other Green Lanterns visiting Batman. Oh wow! Yeah, did they have? They must have had an actor in mind for him. Don't know. Awesome. awesome. Don't know. So you know, there were still rumors at the time that Common was going to play yeah. Green Lantern. There was a rumor also of this um, a young unknown actor who basically um, said he got a part in Justice League. Yeah, and okay. Had it in a green tinge. Oh really? Greenland. That's interesting. Mm. That's very. But you know, it's very. It's really hard. I almost feel like I can't talk about the movie itself without yeah. the emotional connection I have. It sounds strange. No, it this is this emotional connection I have to Snyder 
and his quality as a filmmaker yeah means that now watching this film i'm almost like like i'm not going to get defensive in a toxic way yeah but it's like i'm angry with this film yeah same same and that's one of the odd things that comes out of it is this yeah i'm i'm like don't get me wrong there are scenes that i love yeah i you know i love that they have made Superman a little bit more hopeful. Yeah. You know, he's a little bit more yeah. happier. You know, he's happier to be alive and stuff like that. Um, yeah. There are some awesome sequences, um, obviously, you know, like when Superman's fighting everyone. Yeah. I even love when he says, do you bleed? Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. But, um, and, you know, when he's, you know, when he's on the farm, there are some good bits there and as yeah. well. But it just sort of doesn't, it just doesn't add up as a, it, it is uh, two separate films. It's two separate films, like, and it's just with characters that you adjust. I recognize you, but you're not the one from Batman. Yeah, there's almost too much retcon. Yeah, um, they just pushed it far, far too much. Um, with to the point where you're like, they still should have just, yeah. Oh, well, you know, there's so many should have, would have, could have seen. Oh man, it's seriously, I, I just, yeah, it really, I turned the movie off and I was like. Far out. And I know that we, that our aim for the wrap-up episode is always going to be to watch the first film and the last film. Yeah. I have no idea how to talk about Snyder's career pigeonhole, like bookended. Yeah. With those films. Because, like, you know, this is... Damn, I would have loved if we just, you know, if it was Army of the Dead, we just bookended with those. I dead. know. That would have been awesome. I, I really... Again, we've I saw talked. A poster for it the other day. Did you? Yeah, there's just a hand busting out of the ground or something. Oh, sick! You yeah, should no, put I that in Snyder News. No, I saw it. Wait, I saw, I saw it on a video. Snyder News. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's really hard um, for me to talk about the film without being so emotionally connected. Um, and I'm trying really hard, and mm. I feel like it's making me scattered because, really, I just want to talk about all the things that aren't Snyder in it. But I think. That feeling you have, yep, would have been even more so on set. Oh, would have been more so in the editing suite. Oh, and and via in the FX suite, just and that's what it is. It's a scattered film. Can I say, all credit to Zack Snyder, because like lesser people, yeah, there's probably a fear of being sued, yeah, but. Lesser people would have just came out in the press and been like, F yourself. Yeah. If you're not going to be nice about it and let me finish my vision, I'm going to tear this place down. And then he could still go and do a Netflix film, yeah. rebuild himself back up. Probably not with the same budget. <laughs> but, you know, like, Snyder in everything has remained pretty civil. Yeah, he has remained pretty simple. And look, and I also want to, while we're backing people up, is, you know, you can't go around hating Joss Whedon. No. Okay, you can't. Once again, I think Joss Whedon, once again, he's been very quiet about it as well. Yes. I think Joss Whedon came on and he had probably just as many post-it notes yep. and interference yep. as Snyder did. Yeah. Because you don't hear Whedon talk anything good about the film. No. There was Halloween. Obviously, there, there was no director in any of the promotions going around. No. And you know what I mean? And so, I don't think it was a pleasant experience for any director on no. that film because, once again, I don't think it was directed by a director. 
You know what I mean? It's yeah. They're almost second unit directors. They yeah, made to a studio. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. They this made is essentially not a scripted film, it's a noted film. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's it's so messy and sloppy and icky. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they filmed off the storyboard and not the script. Yes. You know what I mean? And yep. that's and that's it's just yeah. And I think there are there let's let's try, Craig. Let's let's just focus for a little bit on the moments that shine in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. do it. Let's be positive. And and because we're always about trying to talk positive on this, I'm gonna just flat out say it. I do not like this film. Oh yeah, yeah. I do not like. It. <laughs> uh, look, I'm gonna. There, there, there are, are moments I like. I like. Yeah. Um. You know, there are scenes that are heaps funny. Um. In the context of Zack Snyder's filmography, it's it's a horrible film. Yeah. It's it is it's and it's, yeah. I. I'm going to say, here's a positive thing that I'm going to say. Ezra Miller is a revelation. Dostoevsky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even that, like, even the, um, the, the moment where he's like saving the day. Mm. But even his dramatic moments, you know, when he's talking to his dad. Yeah. Billy Crudup. Oh, Billy Crudup is so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And you can, you really, I think, you know, those moments. I connected where, with those moments. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think... Snyder connected, or yeah. the the screenwriter Chris Terrio connected with the Flash, exactly, and so that comes through really well. And uh, so I think the Flash is a real success in the film. Yep. If you can't watch Justice League and say that Ezra Miller deserves a standalone Flash movie, yeah, in this new wave of DC films, studio's got some issues. Yeah, oh, but they're not. I don't think they're. I think they're trying to get away from that now. It's just like, but give him the film. Yeah. You know, like... You let him, him make it standalone. Yeah. You know, let him make it a standalone. You know, the same way with Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Can I say, I did read that Willem Dafoe's character from Aquaman had filmed some scenes for Justice League. Yeah. Volko. Volko. Yeah, so yeah. they didn't use those either. No. Nah. Crazy town. I think um, Aquaman is a real success in this film. Yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. But you know, Jason you always Momoa. knew he was going to be. Yeah. Even even watching Conan the Barbarian, which is just a you know weird bit of a f- fest. Um, it's still basic. He just shines. He's, he's got, got such got charisma, hurt. doesn't he? Charisma, friggin' oath. Man. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if we ended up with a Dwayne Johnson sort of Jason Momoa oh, collision see. film? And I'm and look, Shazam did well, so I'm hoping Black Adam comes in. Yeah, well, he's still talking about being part of it. Well, you actually saw you saw bits of it in um, Shazam. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you see, um, it just refers to another. Uh, you know, they're playing it safe still. I don't think I'm going to get to see Shazam till it's released on Blu-ray. I think I'll oh, miss the right. boat. It's on still it. damn good. It's, still it's very good. good. Yeah, a few people have told me it's great. Yeah, yeah. So. It's not great. It's but it's you know you can tell DC are getting their shit together. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. I think it's the people they're hiring as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think um, what the film does really well, I think it wasn't the origin. It wasn't Snyder's intention. Yep. The studio's intention was to set a world up in which people would love to watch films with these people. Yeah. And you know, we got Wonder Woman film that year. We've since had an Aquaman film, which was very successful. Yep. Um, and so I think as a that was a success. You know, people, 
they casted so well that you would happily have watched a film by each of those people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was keen. And I remember yep. Cyborg, the Cyborg film, the, they were attaching talent and everything yep. to it. Yeah. No. So I think they, they, in a weird way, they were la- laying good foundations Yeah. with a horrible building. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> I think, and, and once again, it's just like, it's amazing that they've actually managed to salvage anything out of it. Yeah, true that, Craig. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, it's just crazy town, man. Seriously, it's just... But I think Snyder's vision, you know, whilst brilliant... Yep. Um, like, whilst, you know, I would love to see it, you know what I mean? Uh, yep. It's for... Um, I don't think it left much room for um, interpretation. Yeah. You were very firmly in a world, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. You were very firmly in a, which is funny, but you know, in saying that, Patty Jenkins really put it. She did. She put a stamp on it. Didn't oh yeah, she? yeah. There's no upskirting in Patty yeah. Jenkins. <laughs> Definitely you know I mean? not. Um, but yeah, and same with you know, same with Aquaman. Yeah, James Wan took ball. it to a good level, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. But they're also all with characters that. Were developed. Yeah. You know, were, were pretty yeah. much introduced through. So. Yeah, totally. What Do you think there were any, some real triumphs in it, Craig? Look, there's there's some bits of Superman which are really good. I love when Superman comes in with Steppenwolf. You know, it's good to actually, you know, um, see those bit. you know. I, yeah. As corny as it is, I'm a big fan of truth. And justice. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? but that's and then he punches him and it goes... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> You know how much I've been hanging for that bit. Well, you even... Know, which, which I don't know whether that was junk, junk... Oh, well, it probably wasn't Junkie X. No, so... So it's a cool segue, Craig. Mm. Thanks. You've taken me right to my notes. Um, so Hans Zimmer didn't, didn't do the score for this film. Yeah. He actually retired from superhero films, was yep. his wording, after Batman vs Superman. Yep. So he'd probably done his run of yeah. Chris Nolan stuff as well. Um and um, Junkie XL were actually replaced by Danny Elfman in June 2017. So the moments that Snyder's all sort of finishing, they're taking on a new vibe. Yeah. So Elfman gets brought in. So I assume Junkie XL kept a very dark. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, well, Batman vs. Superman, uh, that very hard rock. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, totally. Mm. And so then you get Elfman, but Elfman does bring those moments of triumph. Yeah, you know, he even bring, he even the Batman moments with the well, you've got to be orchestral with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Triumph, triumph is in orchestra. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's in instrument. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much when you go back is it? You know, you never get a bloody um, keyboard. <laughs> triumph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, I agree, Craig. There are those really triumphant moments with Superman. Mm. It's like um, you do get a bit of the hope that you love from Superman. Yeah, you do. You do. It, it shines through. So I guess if they're going for hopeful and optimistic, they achieve it a little in Superman. They achieve it a little, you know. And you see some fun bits, you know what I mean? Like when him and Cyborg um, pull apart and they've got exploded. Yeah. And they're both there laying on the ground. You know what I yep. mean? Yeah. That's really cool. You know, that's a yeah. funny bit as well. And I think um, I think Cyborg has that really cool little moment where he's like, I wish I'd stayed dead. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, when someone goes, oh, because my toes hurt. I don't yeah. even know the <laughs> physics of why my toes hurt. That's a that's really funny little And he moment. does a little Teen Titans booyah. Yeah. <laughs> We've been watching Teen Titans in the last week. Oh, cool. Um, Get yeah. into it. Seriously, it's actually a quite... It's clever, isn't it's it? It's a clever show, man. Yeah. I've been playing one of their songs um, called B.E.R., uh, The Night Begins to Shine. And it's um and it, and it, and it's done by um Fall Out Boy and it's done by CeeLo. Yeah. Um, Like, they do a remix of it. But, it, yeah, seriously, watch that episode. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. We were only early days on it. Okay, um, yeah. Don't so, yeah. got plenty of time on it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard, Craig. I don't know how much more I've got to say about the film that isn't just going to rag on it. No. Um, and I don't want to be that. I just want it. I really want people to know that in this, I'm just, I really feel for Snyder. Yeah, same. I feel for Snyder as well. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a tragedy because it's such a film where you just wanted a what if. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's a tragedy in two parts. In in the one part is, I wanted to see Snyder finish his vision. Me too. Um, and then there's another part where I really wanted to see F- Snyder finish his vision. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's like, different scenes, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess, but you know, it's like with this Game of Thrones um, going off now because the final season, final episodes are over. Yeah. And people have bought these big petition. They want, you know, two million people have suddenly said, "Oh, look, we want to redo it and stuff like that." Look, too bad. It's, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen. That's what's, that's where it is now. It's unfortunate. Um, and, you know, yeah, I'll let you know when I watch it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it too. Um, you know, what I mean, and just, but back to, you know, it just seems a waste opportunity. Yeah, because really you know we waited so it? long to see Justice League. Yeah. Um. You waited so long to see Justice League going out there. You know yep. what I mean? And yeah, we're it, we're not gonna see it for a long yeah. time. Yeah. I I agree, Craig. I was actually just thinking we're not gonna see this for a while. They've done enough damage no. for people to be I like, agree. you do not want to Justice League. My boy League will this. be an adult. Yeah. And I think, and that's one of the hard problems now is it's now gonna forever be have that stain to it. Yep. And it's gonna be even harder to sell it now. And Again, like, it's so unfair on Snyder to have that stain attached to his hands. Exactly. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be on Snyder's hands. No. It shouldn't be on Whedon's hands. Um, It's, there's a lot of people who had a say in this, which should never have had a say in in the first place. Yeah, totally, Craig. It's just, it really is. It's such a sad way to end his filmography. Mm. I I guess the, the positive in there is that, Hopefully, with less restrictions, yeah, that his next film is going to soar. Yeah, exactly, and I hope he does that. And that's and that's one of the also the sad things apart it is is if Snyder died today, yeah, this would be the thing most people talked about. Yeah, <laughs> and that shouldn't be. It's not fair at it's all. It's not is it? fair on him at all. The whole DC universe part of it. Well, you know, let's say you know the Batman vs Superman and stuff like that. Yeah, some of that you. Sh- you know, there's so much com- more conversation to be had about Zack Snyder than this. Yep. Um, and, yeah, just the more people push on on it, the more 
you know, the people who don't understand the whole complex stories behind it and the reasons behind it, yeah. they're just going to link it. Oh, just, Justice League? Crap. Yeah. Zack Snyder yeah. must be crap with it. And I, But I do... People can see past it. Mm. Otherwise, Aquaman would not have been a success. I think Aquaman um, also had very good um, marketing as yeah. well. Um, and also their marketing was very much, hey... We're very light. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We're very Have some light. Fun with they our even movie. released a three minute trailer. Yeah. Which showed just lightness to the fact that it was all in the desert. That's yeah. how light it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, all in yeah. the desert or Moroccan or Spanish coast, the Amalfi coast or something like that. It was lighter than you could light as could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm interested. And guess where um, Wonder Woman's going to be? The 80s. 80s. Can't be much more neon and light than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll um, be interesting to see how that pans out the old... Uh, oh, look, I hope it... Uh, Wonder the, Woman. I think it'll do great. 1984? Yeah. The, yeah. I think it'll do great. I hope it does great. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah, exactly. I, I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I love... Yeah, I just love Gal Gadot, man. She's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, just not in a pervy way. Just no, some she's people just, are just... Stunning. I designed to be better than you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people are just yes. better than you. I'm sorry. Yes. We're not created equal. She's not one of us. <laughs> We're not worthy. Yeah, that's true. We're, We're not, not worthy. worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> Seriously, if I ever met her in real life, it'd, just, yep. it'd be a watchman snow scene. Please don't. Mother. That's what I'd say if I saw whoa. her. Go, whoa. Mother, <laughs> you will love me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment where we just got our name crossed off the press jacket for Wonder Woman 1984. Um, if you're, if you're Wouldn't that be creepy there, just coming up to the Oh, gosh. You would love me. Blacklisted. You would blacklisted be blacklisted for sure. <laughs> the Steppenwolf perv. So, Craig, listen, um, uh, I don't know. Have you got more you want to talk about with this movie? I did, but I very much agree with your opinion is... <sighs> Don't, what do you want to I talk don't want about? To sit here and burn stuff. No, see, that's my problem. Is you know what I mean? And that's and that's funnily enough is that's the information you get. Yeah. You know when you watch this movie, it's just a burn fest. Yeah. Um, when you research this movie, it's what what went wrong. Yeah. Every video is what went wrong. Everything. Yeah. And look, and it's true. Every point they make is yeah. true. It's what went wrong. Yeah. It's just, that's never what our podcast wanted to be about. No. Um, and that's, and I'm glad you raised that here because, yeah, that just makes my notes just, yeah. Once again, it just tells about what's wrong about, yeah. Look, guys, go out, you know, watch the film, <laughs> even if you just want to see for lost opportunity. Yeah. But try to find the good in it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard. It's hard. <laughs> um, well, really, it's only hard if you watch uh, Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. Um, if you set, if you, one of the best things to do, I guess, with this film, and I think this is a very key indicator of a lot of good, um, a lot of films is, if you have a young kid, yeah, play it to your kid, yeah, okay, now, yeah, and watch them, yeah, okay, because if they react well to the film, yeah, that's really point of what film is yeah you know it's totally. escapism it's realism yeah. it's it's it and look and even though we all know it's shit 
and you know, or you know, it's like watching you know some kids shades. You do, oh, this is horrible. Yeah. Hey, man, if they're enjoying it, yeah. And then that kid then becomes a nerd, then becomes an even bigger nerd, then goes to film school, then comes a director, and then one day goes, I'm gonna make it the way I wanted to yes. make it. Yes. Then we win. We all win. We all win. Plant the seeds. That's what we want to do. Yeah, plant the seeds. seeds. I love it. Not hashtag release Snyder Cut. Hashtag plant the seeds. Yes, that's right. So our next generation don't feel so burnt by Justice League. 100% Craig. Like at one point, we are at the point now where the films that we grew up with are now things that people are watching and want to make their own version of. Yeah, exactly. And that's how we get a Stranger Things. Like I remember when I was a kid, I'd, I'd never imagine my kid growing up loving second. Oh, I'm look. I'm going to say it. Second rate comic book characters yep. like Captain America, Iron Man, Ant Man, Iron Man. Okay, and and while everyone, there are people out there go, no, look in the comic Guardians book world, of the they, Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy in the in the comic book world, they they were like they were big and they're they're big in the comic book world. Yeah, uh, but. Spider-Man not, was your Spider-Man, yeah. they're not Wolverine, <laughs> yeah. they're not the X-Men, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and stuff like that. The ones obviously Deadpool. which were Deadpool. Deadpool, by all rights, yeah, should not be. Exactly. Yeah. Deadpool was, you know, it's, it's sort of like a gimmick, you know. But, you know what I mean, that's where they are now. Yeah. That's what's amazing about yeah. it. Yeah. And totally. also, here's another key thing that, um, that Marvel do better than DC. Tell me. Is... They go for the long plan, and I've noticed this too. Their long plan is to get the kids' hearts. Yes. Their toys are at least, at least 50% cheaper than DC toys. Wow. And they're not as hard to get. Okay, so a Batman, and I have a young boy. Yeah. So I, I and I deliberately look at these things, man. A Batman toys twenty five, thirty dollars. Yep. Okay. You can get Captain America for ten to twelve dollars at a sixteen inch one. Yeah. It doesn't do much, admittedly. Yeah. But you know, to kids a kid, don't need it, it does to the do world. Much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does the world. Yeah. And and what an amazing thing. You know, look at it, it you're basically my son now plays has played with Captain America. All his life. Yeah. What's he going to be like when he's older? Yeah. Is he going to one day have a tattoo on his arm like I do of Superman? Yeah, man. I couldn't get many Superman toys when I was young, but man, it was part of my growth because that's where that was implanted. That's where it was aimed at. And I think a lot of us got to, you know, once again, plant the seeds for the next generation when it comes to um, these films, Justice League. Let's plant the seeds for the next generation. I love it, Craig. Like if we really think about things like, Nowadays, films that people are like, I'm really inspired by this film. Mm. Like a lot of them, you know, like your um, let's think those those old school '80s fantasy films. Yeah, Legend, Lady Hawk. Yep, you know, uh, Willow. Willow. They get a sequel. Yeah, that's TV series. Oh, I'm so pumped. But like, but those those films when they were released were not beloved films. No. You know, your Dark Crystals, all those People things. People slaughtered it. Netflix you know, coming out with sequel. That's exactly sequel right. Or prequel, right. But what they're doing now is people have grown up with them and loved them. And I feel that Justice League can be one of those films. Yeah, exactly. That and I people think it will can grow be. up loving because the elements are there. You know, kids will love 
uh, Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah, Zach, my son loves Ezra Miller's Flash. And he runs around the so. house going, Yeah, the Flash is such a... It's every boy's dream. That's why The Incredibles were so good. Because yeah. Dash is the Flash. Dash is awesome. You know? And kids love Dash. We got this little kid at church. Every Sunday he's wearing an Incredibles t-shirt. And he asked me to watch how fast he can run. You know, but that's like... You know, that these are... There are so many good moments that kids can hold on to. Yeah. That I get your point, Craig. But these, but this is also, this is also where the toxic fan bases come into it. Yeah. Without getting negative again, it's the same with Star Wars. Yeah. Then never, it's never going to be what you think about it when, no. you're, when you're a kid. You know what I mean? Because but that's the same problem with Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Is people have spent years thinking about how it's going to end. Yeah. And if it doesn't end the way that they've thought, which, let's be honest, if I spend before a date mm. all my energy spent thinking about how this date's going to go, yeah. it's never going to go well. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I overthink everything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, like, it's true. It's true. And so you've got to, like there are times, and I think this is the way we should approach Justice League. There are times in life where you have to be in the moment. Yeah. There, there are times, yeah, exactly, and there are times where, and once again, you and I are watching this from a Snyder perspective, yep. you know, and I and look once again, like we said, it all, it all adds up what everyone's saying. Yeah, just I think we need to notch it back a bit. Yeah, um, and watch yeah. it, watch it, watch it, kids' eyes. Yeah, still not a great film. No, um, even if you did try to watch it through a kids' eyes. Yeah, but if you you're gonna watch some scenes in there where, like, I watched scenes with Carter. And my boy loves them, loves them, loves some act, the Aquaman scenes, yep. loves Wonder Woman scenes, and there's just things in there. He goes, yeah, there's Batman's car. Yeah. I've got that Batman plane and yeah. all this stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you're right, Craig. I love that. People just need to look in the, in the context of Snyder's filmography. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No. But as an every now and then film, yeah. The sad thing is, it's probably let's. Can we get to ranking? Let's get to ranking. Ranking. So, look, um, I'm going to hazard a guess as where this sits on your Go. on your list. It's probably the same place mine is. Mm-hmm. Like literally, this is Snyder's worst film. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not Snyder. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Exactly. At least in Legend of the Guardians, there are moments of Snyder in there. Yeah. More so than the other way. Oh yeah, exactly. But this film. Just from the get-go is just like, it, if I put it any higher, it would just slap Snyder in the face. And But it's always going to be a film that I'll always buy. It's same. Same. You know what I mean? So that, that has to say something for it because there are a lot of films out there that I wouldn't buy. And I think it, they are the moments that are Snyder moments and Chris Terrio moments in the film. No, but they're, yeah, it's, and they're just good character moments. Yeah. You know, and they're the good actors who brought those characters yeah. out. You yeah. know what I mean? And the so pieces were there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the problem shards is, of it. The mm. problem is that they're they're like those puzzle boxes and people are just ramming things into the wrong hole. Ah. And over time, they break. Exactly. Get warped. Don't be as nice. Or they mold together like mother sparks. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so, Craig, am I hazarding a guess it's... The lowest, Last. yeah, the lowest film. So number eight for both of us. Uh, I think you've got apologies if I'm wrong. I don't have the whiteboard in the new studio move, but um, I believe you've got Man of Steel number one. 
Watchmen number two. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead at number yes. three. Yes, yeah. And for me, I have Man of Steel number one, Watchmen number two, and 300 at number three. That's right. That's right. So there we are. Good memory. stuff. I can't remember what I had for lunch today. No, but no, that's a damn good memory, Jeff. Jesus. There we go. So, guys. I forget who we're talking about sometimes. <laughs> so, guys, um, that's pretty much where it is. I think, look, I just honestly, in the context of his filmography, as I've said before, I'm, it's it hurts me, this movie. Yeah. But I think if I can occasionally, it may be tainted now because of that, uh, but if I can occasionally get it off the thing and just have a bit of fun watching Aquaman fight with the Flash or yeah, watching exactly. all these characters together doing great things together. Watch their interactions. Um, it'll be fun. Yeah, it will be. You know, even let's let's talk about quickly the moments where Bruce Wayne is pulling the team together. Yeah, that's fun. That's awesome. And when he when he basically he just he when he starts to order the team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he goes, you know, ask Alfred see if there's anything in the pantry. You, I need you to look after yep. you. You know, can you actually talk yeah. to fish? He leads. Yeah, exactly. When he leads him, and you understand why he leads him because he yeah. he holds that gravitas amongst. His and team. you do get the inclination that there may have been a bit of a romantic. Bond starting with Wonder Woman and that would Batman. Be awesome. Yeah. And so there's that moment where he takes his shirt off and she starts like caring for him, you yeah. know. Again, they're opportunities that I love but are missed. Yeah. And so let's be honest, though, man. Man, Jeremy Owens is such a good Alfred. Oh, isn't he ever? I love those moments. I can't remember. I think it's still the same in this film. He wears almost like army clothes. Yeah. I'm you know what? I'm sort of more preferencing to him than Michael Caine. Michael Caine is a butler. Yeah. Michael Caine. Um, mm. I, I love that there's a mythology around Alfred that he could be so much more Yeah, I think the butler. modern mythology, um, yeah, exactly. I think the modern mythology of Alfred, yep. um, even though obviously Michael Caine does talk about when he was in the SAS. Yeah. Um, but I think the mo- modern mythology, I like Jeremy Irons. Yeah, better. me too. Me too. It's so good. Um, all right. Well, I think, Craig... I reckon I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty done with Justice League. Oh man, I'm so <laughs> done with this film. It's horrible that this is how it goes. Out, no, no, it's just it's look. Go watch, um, go watch clips. And, yeah, and action sequences. Don't watch the film start to finish. You can feel tired, but um, watch scenes and you you'll get an appreciation. Yeah, you get yeah. an appreciation and what show it to your kids again. Show yeah, it to your kids. Just Find the joy if you can. Yeah, exactly. You know, find it, find it through, see it through the eyes of the people we need. To see it through, yeah, because they're the ones who are gonna fix it up later. In life. Yeah, yeah, so plant good, the seeds. I love that. Plant the seeds. Plant the seeds. So, Craig, I'm sure people are gonna want to tell us how they feel about this film. Uh, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on. I've totally forgotten where else. Um, Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook with at FFTL Podcast. Yeah, or you can email us at info at FFTL Podcast, or you go to our website www.inf. No, www.fftlpodcast.com. Good one, Craig. Man, seriously, man, I'm drained. My head is drained. Oh, I'm stuffed. Hey, I'm gonna I'm eat stuffed. a. I'm I gonna d- eat a wrap and then go to bed. Yeah, and I just, I'm gonna go to bed and just don't want to think about. Yeah. Well, you get to watch it again this week. Yeah. Oh, that's you. right. Joyce, Joyce, <laughs> Joyce. So join us next week, guys. We're wrapping up this season. Wrapping. Season two is over next week. Wow. Now, the exciting things, to sort of throw something exciting at the end of this somber episode, we get to announce who season three is, Craig. Yahoo! 
Woo! I can't wait. Use a running joke. Nick Giannopoulos. Yes. Hey, I'm going to tell you who it is. <laughs> tell you who it is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, tune in next Monday. We're going to wrap up the season. Ooh, We're going to talk everything that we've felt about this season. Yep. Some highs. Some lows. Some lows. Some middles. Yeah, some middles. Some controversies. Some controversies, yes. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. some more will follow this I'm week. I'm quite sure there's going to be more. Um, hopefully Andy's gone well with the uh, new Newy Comedy Fest yeah, this man. week. Good luck, Andy. And congratulations to whomever our winner was. We've recorded this before it's been announced. Oh, yes. Had congratulations. A- you, well done. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few entries, but... Hey, guys, thanks so much. We really do appreciate that you are along for the journey each week. Yeah, cool. Um, If you're giving us good feedback, bad feedback, everything in between, we do appreciate it. Do appreciate it, guys. Um, And so keep it coming because we do, we love it. Yeah. It's just all of it's good. Oh, we we read it. We pretty much read it all. Yeah. We can't answer them all, but we read it Yeah, we try. Yeah, we try. Um, So from all of us here at From First to Last, I'm Jeff Reed. I'm tired, Craig Killian. (laughs) See you next (laughs) week. See you guys.